Duncan. There's some rustling yes, going on right now. Trying to find my alpha brain. Oh. If you were on a, a desert island, you would make alpha brain out of mermaid. A mermaid <laughs> pussy? <laughs> Dried scrapings <laughs> from the inside of a mermaid's pussy? But they say the myth of the mermaid came from horny sailors trying to rationalize fucking seals. Of course, fucking everything. Manatees. Manatees, oh, yeah. yeah, they'd fuck a manatee because they were so horny, and they would, then they'd be like, no, it was a mermaid, I swear. What kind of a crazy asshole would commit back then to getting in a goddamn boat and going across the ocean for like four months? A lot of times yeah. not even knowing if there was some shit on the other oh, end. Oh, yeah, thinking it might just stop. Like, they thought the world just ended and there were waterfalls. That's how bad Europe sucked in the 1400s. <laughs> That Columbus was like, yeah, maybe it does fall off. <laughs> Let's care. go, bitches. Come on. Are we going to live forever? Look what the fuck we're eating. Look at the streets we're living in. People stink. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, they, they were so upset with Europe. They were like, fuck this. We're just going to get in a boat and go to someplace. I mean, you, we're not even looking at it really truly in perspectives because here's something that was really, really rare back then. Any one-on-one -on -one accounts of someone who went there that liked it. Forget about pictures. They didn't have pictures yeah. back then. Would you see some drawings? No, you didn't even talk to one guy, probably, that went over there himself and had a, a, a wonderful and prosperous life and was telling you, listen, there's land to be had. It's a great time. Come on over. I mean, what a great mass of movement of humans in such a short period of time, the, populated, or the population of the North American continent. You know, and the fact that there was already a small group of nomadic people that were living here, and they were just completely overwhelmed no, by I, the volume and the numbers. I think there was a lot of them in, in North America. I think there was a lot of Native Americans and indigenous people. Well, when you say a lot, was there like millions? Like, like man, not, well, you know, let, me say, let me say, even if there was a lot, it's nothing in comparison to what it is like right now. Like there's, there's never oh, been yeah, population no, numbers like yet. this anywhere, no. right? Where the, uh, is, has there ever been a place where there was virtually no one um, and then immigrants all came in and then within a few hundred years there was 300 million of them? Nope. No, right? I mean, we, unless it like was pre-flood before the last meteor impact or something like that. Maybe. I wonder how many Native Americans there were before you know, they were killed and, and pushed back. and you know, what, what, That must have been unbelievable for them. The people that had lived their lives like a certain way yep. before the first white men came. You know, it must have been, must have been preposterous. Like, you know, they, probably generation after generation, they had followed the buffalo and they had lived this, you know, very disciplined and spiritual and sort of in tune with, the, with nature and their environment. And they had, you know, very clear laws of morality and how you deal with nature and how you use up your resources. Really fascinating. Like, you could tell that they had a, a deep reverence and a, a real understanding for the resources of the environment and not taking too much, not wasting anything. Yeah. Because you might not have it, man. Like, they, they were under a real concern about starving to death. If they didn't get up in the morning and follow the buffalo, and they, they lost those motherfuckers. Sure. And if they have no food for a few weeks, like, what, people, your baby can die, man. You might just fuck up and run into, uh, you know, time the season's wrong and run into some place where you're stuck chasing these buffalo in a place that gets snowed in and there's no food. 
Oh yeah, not to mention the fact that bears are eating you. You can oh, get yeah. eaten by a bear. Yeah, for easily. real. That's a real worry for you. Yeah, especially if you're in the woods and you fuck up and stumble upon its mother, a mother and, and the cubs. Forget it. They they're they're fucking monsters. I mean, think about how aggressive people are around their babies, you know? You're dealing with a giant thousand pound fucking dog essentially. It's like a big yep. mean dog. It's a dog with thick skin. Those things have oh, such thick ridiculous. fucking skin. They bite themselves, they don't even <clears throat> hurt themselves. Yeah. You they're... ever seen them go to war with each other? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're taking you know, chunks of hairs are flying and shit like that and they're fine. They're fine. Just bit the fuck out of each other. Bit each other, clawed each other, scratch they literally would have dismembered our weak and gelatinous like bodies. In they would a have second. Just torn them apart like they're nothing. Just crunch through your skull. Yeah. What a f shit life it must have been back then. Bad life, I mean, man. I mean, the American Indians, on one hand, you can say there was a lot of uh, satisfaction in that life, and they probably were happier than the majority of people today. I think that's really arguable. But that's just the majority of people there are weak-ass bitches. It's not that today isn't way more awesome. And people get confused in that sometimes. People go, you know what? People were happier back when they couldn't read. Did you know that? People were happier, <laughs> right. people were happier back when they just yeah. had grunts and everybody knew what they had to do to keep sure. That doesn't mean back then doesn't suck and today isn't awesome. It just means that today is so uber complex that a lot of people just don't even try. They just go, I can't do it. And right. they just throw it down on the ground and they run away. Because, yeah, there's no mechanism to really take care of that. Like, back then, if you threw yourself on the ground, you you're died. like, I'm not doing this. A fucking barrel eats you. A bobcat would eat yeah. you. Well, you Your enemies to. would kill you. You'd starve to death. Now you can really get a lot of, like, weird, like, Ugh. weepy. You could be really weepy and scared with very yeah. little effect. But you, the effect is like, <laughs> you, you, but you still get an effect. I mean, the effect is that... Well, sure, you never progress, but you don't have to worry about getting eaten outside your house. You're not going to get eaten. Yeah. This, the, the, the reason why people develop character, the reason why people develop consequences, because there are consequences for not having those things. Right. There's consequences for not having character. There's, confident, there's consequences for not having confidence, for not having control over your environment, for not being a fucking man. There are consequences. But what are they really? They're pretty meager. Some other guy fucks your girlfriend. She leaves you for someone who's more powerful. You lose your your metal box and you have to get an older metal box that someone has already lived in you know right. you know what what is it they take your car away you get a new car you have to move to a shitty apartment well it's it's what the, what what, what the, is it really happening the here the cumulative effect of yeah. of everything that you're saying means that you're living in hell well you're a bitch is what it's it's pointing out that you're yeah. a bitch but my point is even with the shittier new car you know the 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 less cool car the older car in the shitty apartment you're still living a billion times lever better than anybody did right. when they were, you know, Lewis and Clark oh, were yeah. hitchhiking their way across the fucking country, walking. No. Horses and shit. They didn't no. know what the fuck was going on. That was a ridiculous thing to do. You're living pretty, pretty much everyone is living a life that's very similar to like Roman nobility. Yes. Like you've, you've got running water. You can just go and turn the water on. And take a hot shower. Yeah. It know? heats it up. That's a brand new thing. You got a microwave. You can cook your food in like two minutes. Well, have you seen those new, uh, there's new uh, water heaters where it's a constant flow of hot water. It heats it instantly. And you don't have to uh, have like giant t tanks of water. The water goes through it and instantly heats it up. So you could take a shower for an hour and a half and it would, you'll never run out of hot water. Yeah, so you, you're living in paradise. You're, you're not living back in the day when you wanted to kill fleas on your clothes. You would put it over the uh, toilets. Yeah. Did you know about that in the castles? 
in the castles. Yeah. <clears throat> if you got the so everything was flea infested back then. Everything was flea infested. There's yeah. fleas fucking everywhere because no the, no way to clean. Things, no way to right. no poison for the fleas. So everything's swarming with fleas, and so your clothes would get filled with fleas. And to get rid of the fleas in a castle, they would put the clothes over the shaft where the sewer is because the ammonia would rise up through the clothes and kill the fleas in the clothes. Oh, my God. So that's so, the world you're living in. You're washing your clothes in shit fumes. So they, <laughs> so they had to take those clothes and they had to all walk around smelling like shit, shit fumes. fumes. But that's better than the fleas, man. Oh that's better God. than the fleas. I'd rather smell like old Who diarrhea. Who was the first one to figure that out? It's like, there's got to be a way to get these fucking things off me. <laughs> Let's let's try lighting myself on fire. Nope, that doesn't work. That just kills me. Let's try running f through the frozen river. Nope, now nope. I hypothermia. Shit. Fuck. Shit. What about shit? Shit fumes. Nobody likes shit. shit I run away from shit. Let's answers. see who's. Let's play chicken with shit smell. Oh. Let's see who who quits first. Who taps first? Oh, the human man. being. You could get burned at the stake if you took a shower more than twice a year. Like if you were taking like three or four showers a year, people might get suspicious. Like you sure take a lot of showers. Well, they also be like, why are you so clean? You, why do you smell that? Are way? you a witch? Only yeah. witches smell good. Yeah, when you like take a, a warm shower and then you climb into some like really soft cotton clothes and you relax, you are feeling better than most humans have ever felt in their ever. whole life. That's like a deeper sense of pleasure. You plop down in your soft and comfortable bed, and for you know, for a real reason, you're not scared of getting eaten by anything. Nope. You're not scared of uh, you know monsters and or tribes coming into your town and right. raiding your village. You're not, you know, you have to worry about that shit. A famine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're just chilling. Maybe sometimes you get colds, and then you know you get a Z pack. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, hey, you're fucking fine. Yeah. You know, you sitting in front of a television with a with Avatar playing, say, and you're you're sitting propped up on your pillows, and you're wearing clean clothes. You have it better than anyone who's yes. ever lived ever yes. by a long shot. Could you imagine Lewis and Clark if you could show those motherfuckers the average, you know, 23 year old dude who lives in some shitty apartment who's yes. propped up on his bed watching TV in his bedroom while his roommates fucking loud in the other room with a blender like that guy's living in paradise yes. he's I, like this place is shit oh i saw another mouse you saw one mouse that's it well there's <laughs> you're I, not everywhere infesting <laughs> all your clothes and eating your food and giving everyone horrible diseases that's killing everyone old Everyone with a weak immune system is just fucking dead. There's nowhere to put the body, so they stack them in the streets. Then the rats get infested with it, and then the rats start spreading it all over town. And then you have the Black Plague. Yep. Oh, oh, you saw a mouse? Oh, poor little baby. You want to be okay sharing the world with a mouse? Don't, and also, don't forget the fact that like, if you were pregnant, there's a pretty good chance you're going to die. Yeah, most likely. It can, you're going to die when that thing comes out of your pussy. Like you're, It's just going to split you in half and there's no antibiotics. And the baby's probably going to die too. Well, during Rome, the infant mortality rate was 50%. 50%. 50 half the babies died. And, you know, that's one of the things when you read about, like, crazy stories of the Bible. We've talked about this before, about how so there were, everything was so violent and so crazy. And people say, well, this is really a, a book of God, a book of religion. Why would it have such gratuitous violence? Why would violence be condoned? Well, you don't even, I don't even think we could wrap our heads around how hard life was. Yeah. Back when they wrote the Bible. Right. I mean, and even the New Testament, even, you know, with Constantine and the bishops, when they reworked the New Testament, that's still, you know, that's still ridiculously hard. It's a terrible life back then, you know, and, and you, I think 
they probably needed religion back then. I mean, think about how how easy life is today, and there's so many people that need a yeah. safety net. So many people that are terrified. So many people that you know want want sanity to this, and they they seek that sanity and you know really ridiculous mythology. But back then, it was imperative. You had to have it. I think Patton Oswalt's got some brilliant joke about this, where he talks about how religion was invented to trick dumb people that there's a cake in the sky, so that they stop like attacking everyone essentially it's just really right. smart people recognize that there's really dumb people that have no qualms in killing and doing ridiculous things and so they tell them this fib to make them behave mm. i can't remember the joke's awesome look it up sorry it could be possible but i've always thought that what uh, i mean i j always joke around about it being for dumb people but i think there's a, a pull towards the idea of something other than us and I think we always have had that. I don't think we're willing to believe that we're the end of the, the evolutionary food chain or the spiritual food chain. It seems silly. It seems much more likely like there's something above us. We just can't even communicate with it. We're just <clears throat> the same way ants can't tell you stories. Yes. We're, we're not able to communicate with something that's the next, the next level of existence. Well, yeah, especially when we're especially when we're so confused by our environment and we're sad and distracted. I mean, the yeah. thing that you were talking about initially is, is something I read this, uh, the Dalai Lama was in Beverly Hills talking to like some rich people and in their house, like doing a home visit. And he said to them, you know, here we are, you're, you're in Beverly Hills, you have your mansion and all your things, but why are your medicine cabinets filled with antidepressants and Valium and anti-anxiety medication, even with all this stuff, you're still experiencing mental turbulence to the point where you're depressed. This is the, if people are still caught up in that place, it's going to be very difficult for them to, to transcend it to a point where you could communicate with some higher intelligence. How are you going to do that when you're caught up in some ridiculous perception of the world where you're addicted and attached to material things, where you're stuck always wanting some new thing, which just makes you perpetually insane, you know? Well, that's for a lot of people that becomes their focus. You know, I think the human beings, you know, you can look at the shallowness of the materialism and you can say, God, it's so shallow. God, it's so silly. But, oh, yes, yes and yes. But what is it really? What's going on really? Well, well, human beings are constantly trying to achieve things. I mean, that's the point of staying alive. The point of staying alive is you have to achieve success out there while you're hunting, success while you're, you're fishing. There's a reason why hunting and fishing is so satisfying. Uh, I haven't been hunting. I plan on going very soon. But um, I'm going to go with Steve Ranella, the guy from that, uh, that Meat Eater show. Wow. We're working it out. Yeah. Name dropper. Hey, I named I named up the fuck out of him. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Yeah, meat eating show. We're gonna eat. Sh we're gonna hunt bears in Alaska. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, um, uh, how did I get onto that? Um, I got scared. I just got scared. What'd you get scared bear, of? Bears in Alaska. Well, we're talking about just before that. Well, we're talking about materialism. Oh, then I think that it's this. Oh, that's right. The, the, the reason why it's so satisfying. I did get scared thinking about bears in Alaska. You should. The reason why it's so satisfying hunting and fishing is because those tasks are. Uh, that's a prerequisite for staying alive for the longest time. Yeah. For the longest time, the way we stayed alive is we had to go out and gather our food. Yeah. It feels good to pick food. Like if you find some blueberries somewhere and you pick them, there's like this weird joy that comes with sure. finding like an, finding a meal outside. That is a natural reward system that's put in place to ensure our survival. Now, when there are no hunting and gathering tasks to get, when it's so easy to just walk to the store and get meat, the choicest meat, yeah. and it's, it takes literally seconds. Can I have that big 
perfectly aged hunk of flesh that has no diseases on it, ready to cook right away. And, you know, can I have this milk that's been homogenized and pasteurized and there's no chance of killing me and it can sit on the shelf for weeks? And can I have this cheese that's also the same? Yeah. It's very resistant to mold. And, oh, look at this. Fresh vegetables that are genetically modified and then you can grow tomatoes in the middle of the fucking winter outside. You know, it's, it, all of it is incredible. Well, but it's so easy and so accessible that there's no reward. You're not getting that reward. Right. So people are just, they're, you, they're being gluttonous. Unlike the Native Americans who the flesh was so important to them, the kill was so important to them, everything was so sacred that they would use every single part of the animal to honor that animal. And they wanted to keep this relationship with the buffaloes and with the, the deer and all the animals that they needed to sustain them. For us, that system is hijacked. It's, it's hijacked by sports cars. It's hijacked by uh, getting ahead, uh, you know, getting a house in the Hamptons. It's, yeah. hi it's hijacked by having a boat. Sure. It's hijacked by all the things that you can reward yourself. For women, maybe it's jewelry or shoes. Where when it's shoes, a lot of women, they become obsessed with yeah. fucking handbags and yep. shit. I was reading about this woman who was um, some super billionaire's daughter. And uh, he's, you know, I guess he's like super ridiculously wealthy. She has a, a million dollar bathtub that's made out of crystal. Mm -hmm. Like she has a bathtub that is a million dollars and they, they imported it from Mexico. It's her bathtub. A so, million dollars. So that's, that's like an awesome house. <clears throat> a million dollars. Yes. She has this incredible supply of handbags, just millions of dollars worth of handbags. Yeah. Millions of dollars worth of shoes. Literally millions of dollars worth of shoes. You know, there's people that start, they get crazy and start buying high-end handmade watches that are a million dollars. And they look like a fucking Timex. Yeah. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but they don't look, this, this watch is, it's called a TW Steel. Yes. It's, uh, it's a nice watch. It's like, it's, it's like 150 bucks on Amazon.com or something like that. For, for me, it's perfect. It's like cool looking. I like it. It's not flashy. It's not like I'm trying to stick it in your face, but I like the way a good machine looks. <clears throat> looks, you know, something that's designed well. Yes. And that's what that looks like. But some people will get crazy and they'll take it to, I want the finest watch constructed in the most difficult manner, like a, in a bottle. I want them to make the watch in a bottle with tweezers, <laughs> you know, and I want it to be all magnetized and all of its titanium and hand carved and get the fuck Is out of Is it made here. in the bottle so the, no dust gets in it? Is that the reason Ow, for that? I just made the bottle part up. It's like making a oh. ship in the bottle. Why the right. fuck would you make a ship in the bottle? It's stupid. Who it's cares? You, you, it's harder for you? It's a well, making a red your fucking chip is like whatever. It's like I'm a not good. It's a mystery. I say make something better that's that's you know right in front of you. Stupid. Why are you making things inside bottles? <laughs> it's a challenge. It's like Tetris back in the old days. It's, out, it's outrageous. But dude, it's preposterous. You one thing. One thing that you're leaving out of the <laughs> difference between primitive and modern people's living situation. You also have to like take into account their mental state. People, uh, the the Native Americans, they believed in like the great spirit. They didn't know too much about the universe in the way that we know it. They like had this faith in a kind of ancient religion that, um, that gave them a lot of comfort. The yeah. modern guy who's buying all the ham and the meat and the fucking ship watches and bottles and the, and the crazy woman buying the purses, it gets even more absurd because their belief in the universe 
is either you know a fundamentalist Christian or a religious belief that's always haunted by science at all sides. The whole world is telling them, you know what, a lot of that stuff isn't true. A lot of that stuff doesn't uh, didn't really happen. The people, the way they're describing that, nobody flew up into the air. No guy flew up into the air, came came back to life after he got nailed to a cross. That's never happened. It doesn't happen. This, so their fucking main, the tenets of their religion are always getting attacked on all sides by science. And if you're not religious, then you exist, like if you're an atheist, then it gets even more weird. You're just some like super smart primate that's been st that's stuck on a ball. You're just some like tiny little, tiny thinking little primate bug thing that the force of gravity is keeping stuck to the ground on a planet spinning around, like your joke, spinning around a ball of fucking fire. So it's like, if you don't really believe in God, then you're in this super absurd situation, which is it's like, now, I have infinite amount of food and whatever I want, but I'm just some absurd little speck of something. You don't have to believe. I mean, not all atheists think that, by the way, but it is an absurd place to get to. I maintain that the reality of living on a planet in orbit around a star in a galaxy in a universe is so preposterous and bizarre yeah. and strange that it doesn't matter. If you call it, you know, big thunder god in the sky, it, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you, you, you have some mythology attached to it. Your, the, the reality is your perceptions, your own perceptions of it are so abstract. Yep. They're so not, there's not something, even it, it, I mean, you'd have to have fucking been to space. You'd have to have to really go to a planet or at least orbit the moon or something. Just really <clears throat> wrap your fucking head around the fact that there's some other shit out there. It just seems... Like, you're telling me it, but it's abstract. Yes. I know the numbers, hundreds of billions yeah. of galaxies, 14 billion. I know the numbers. They're abstract. It's, yes. It sounds to me, it doesn't sound real. I think that's religion sounds equally abstract. You know, you, you can believe in, in, and I'm not comparing science to religion, and that science has, you know, been measured and it makes sense. And sure. most of religion is, is silly, but well, I think to us, I'm just <clears throat> saying, I think to us, the reality of our situation is so preposterous that it's almost like religion had to be put in place to describe it. It really makes you wonder like how quickly people came, became conscious because like all this stuff was shit we had to deal with like really early on. You but, know, like, wait, yeah. where are we? What's going on? Where is this from? And then, you know, well, the thunder god came yeah. from the sky. And, like, we had to, like, really early on had to come up with some fucking answers but for that's how the, this came about. That's one of the cool things about Buddhism is that it doesn't have, like, a thunder. It doesn't talk about a thunder god or something. It's more like someone recognizing that is whatever these absurd beings are on this planet we all kind of share the same similar problems there we are all sharing right. the same similar problems and then an analysis of those problems created like the system of buddhism which is a way to overcome the thing that's trying to make you buy a shitload of purses and cars and the thing that's making you miserable while you're laying in your fucking nice bed in your apartment it's an acknowledging that if you're fucking hunting uh hunting bears as a native american or if you're lying in your fucking bed as a modern uh pepperoni stuffed rich man you both have the same problem which is you're going to die you're going to get old you're going to get disease you're going to get old age, disease, and death. This is an inevitability that we all share and that all humans have shared since the beginning of time. You can't escape it. So the cool thing about Buddhism is it's not like if you pray to the mighty loon loon, you'll get a blessing. It's like, all right, 
Let's sober up. Can we calm down? Can we overcome all the fucking distractions that are surrounding us? Can we focus our will to a point where we're no longer being buffeted by circumstances like all of our ancestors have? Mm. And that's enlightenment, man, when you like wake up and you overcome the fucking sort of uh you know i mean is it real enlightenment no it's 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 you're you're sort of managing your situation you're sort of you know dealing realistically with right. but you, what does that even mean i mean what, the inevitable what is the inevitable what is the death you know you just all you know is that this ends you don't even know what what takes place next if anything nothing you know nothing and for a lot of people just that i think was too much and people also have that natural primate need to be right, the need to follow the alpha, need to have someone who seems to be the leader of the gang. Sure. And it's it's almost impossible to do that unless you got a religion rocking. It's really hard. It's really hard unless you have not just a guy, but a guy who appeals to the gods and you know and uh, who, yeah, an intermediary. Yeah. Someone who's like. God's manager. Yeah, it makes it. It's way easier to run shit because you're like way closer to God. It's a funny. You know? I mean, it's the greatest trick ever. If you <laughs> if you trick a bunch of people to think that you're the one who can communicate with God, like yeah, I represent. What everybody does. I right? represent God. Has every cult not pulled that move? I mean, that's like everyone. People want to believe shit, man. There's sure. a lot of people that want to believe shit. You could start a cult for real. Me? Yeah, easily. Oh no, I'd never start a cult. Of course, you would never start a cult, but you could start a cult. If you wanted to, if you were a crazy person, you'd be really good at it. You think so? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the nicest awesome thing you ever said to me. Oh, you look like Manson, kind of. You could totally do it. You're a charismatic guy. You're very intelligent. You're, right. You can spin a yarn. You, you, all the prerequisites sure. for someone being a, a cult leader. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that it would be much more fun to... Um, to just be part of like what's actually happening on the planet, you yeah. Know, to be part of the yeah, that's a massive distraction to being a cult. The, the, oh, well, life it's a itself lot of work. Is way more confusing. Think of the work yeah. running a cult, man. It's like <laughs> that's a lot of fucking organization, yeah, no and shit. you gotta. It, ugh, it would be terrible. A lot of sex, I bet though. You would have like yeah, but it's gross yeah, but it's all trick sex. Ugh. Let me tell you something. The only sex you want in life, period, unless you just. Unless you just got to get a hooker and you just got to get your dick sucked, period. You know, you're just a guy who just never gets laid and yes. you got to do what you got to do. Other than that, what you really want, ideally, is sex with people who want to have sex with you. Yes. You don't want that trick sex. No. <laughs> you don't want that I'm the Messiah trick sex. Because then people are going to get mad at you, man. Somewhere along the line, someone's going to get mad at you. Oh, sure. Yeah. You should only have sex with people that genuinely want to have sex have with you, you. Have you ever had payment sex, like where they you did something and they felt like they had to have sex with you no. just as a payment? No. That was, <laughs> that, that was, that was the worst. Loop, what, what did you... What did, what I'll change the story a little bit. It's a girl that uh, wanted me to do some stuff for her. And so I did it for her just thinking, like, I thought she was just cute. Yeah. But then right when it was done, she's just like, okay. And she comes into the next room and just takes off her clothes. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And I fuck her. And then, then she left. And, and then we, later she wanted to do some more stuff. And so I did it. And she goes, look, I'm on my period right now. After I was done with it, she goes, I'm on my period right now. But can I get you next time? And I'm like, okay. Wow. Someone needs to tell her about money. Yeah, can I get you next? <laughs> so wow, you know we should have had this conversation off the air. I want to know who the fuck this is. Um, yeah, can you give me a hint? No, you wouldn't know. I would have to explain it more. Oh, okay. you'd be like, eventually you'd be like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Is this a long time ago this happened? Or yeah, it's like seven years ago. Wow, that's funny. Crazy. No, I've never, I've never had that happen before. I've never had that. Happen. But I have lent money in the past to people I've dated. Yeah, but it's never really alone. <laughs> 
Just kind of get they mostly hate doing that, though. I've noticed. People hate that. People yeah. hate that, man. People hate. They hate when they're stuck. They hate when they have no one to turn to. You know, all of a sudden, like you get your bills are piling up, and your fucking transmission breaks, and you uh, literally can't get to work. That happens to people. Oh uh, yeah, it's the worst. It's super normal. It happens all the time. You know, it sucks. People hate to be in a position. Most people do. The people who like to be in a position to ask people for money all the time, those are a pain in the ass. You know, and, and especially. You know, d- dudes who just always seem to be in a spot. Always. Oh, yeah. Like, you never can get out of this. Always in a bind. Yeah. But it was, what do you, why are you spending so much for, oh, on this house? Why is this car so much? You, sure. You're broken. You're always needing money. Dude, you got to manage your situation. You know, you know, if you want better things in life, you got to make more money, man. You can't, like, pretend you have it's more money cards, now. It's credit cards, though. A lot That's of it is yeah. credit cards. Yeah, but, credit you get, but how do you get into credit? No one's forcing you to yeah. no, no, get I'll tell you how you get in credit cards. cards. You, 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 you're a broke person being a waiter, and you're making Shit, no money, but you want a new TV. You run, you see, all your friends have TVs. Well, it's that, shit like that's, that's what we just talked d- about. Yeah, it's really silly. But what sucks is that the, it's, it shouldn't be fair for credit card companies to charge like what they're doing now up to 30 percent or something oh, yeah, like that. What is it? No, that's three. criminal. That's criminal. I mean, that's that's that should be against the law. It's totally criminal. But you, and most people pay the minimum, and you'll pay that off for the rest of your life, right. and you'll just keep paying them. Yeah, and you'll ne- you'll have paid so much more money than you spent. It's criminal. But, the, dude, a lot of people are in a trance, man. A lot of people are in a serious fucking trance. And, like... Oh. oh. Freak Lane. That was like the bo- we do a podcast at Desk called Bonzo with Brendan Walsh, and they do that every episode where they do they like that. They, they do things like that, like oh. they sit there for like five minutes, like making crazy noises for no reason at all, out of nowhere. I That's bet cool. that would be a funny podcast because <laughs> Brendan Walsh is a funny motherfucker. Yeah. He's there's a funny a, guy. By the way, there's a podcast a whole network of them called Desk Squad that we're also involved in. Brian runs all of them, and they're all on iTunes and all for free. And they include the Ice House Chronicles, which is, I think is one of the best podcasts we do. And what the Ice House Chronicles is, we're actually going to do one after I do this podcast with Duncan. And what it is, is while the show is going on at the Ice House, we also come over here and we fuck around and talk shit and have a podcast. It's, great. it's a lot of fun. And it's a real green room. Like, it's an actual green room of the show. Like, you'll see people saying, like, oh, shit, am I on? Am I on yeah. now? And then they'll run out of the room and go on stage. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. You know? I like that that Paul Provenza show, The Green Room. I enjoy I enjoy whenever you can get you know Stan Hope and Dave Attell and Janine Garofalo in a room together and let them argue. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie Kilstein or whoever was in that. You know, I I enjoy that. But this is a real green room of a real show of a bunch of guys who work together on a regular basis. And you're you're not going to get any weird awkwardness or people you know that are attacking people. Most of it is just a lot of fun. Yeah. But occasionally, Brian will bring someone in here and you go, what the fuck are these people, Brian? Yeah, Who is this chick? Yeah. 
we've had only four really major incidences. Yeah, but those but have been <laughs> people <laughs> love those. <laughs> they love those moments. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had a few incidents where. Brian brought people in, but you're like, this person she can't talk anymore. Brian, like, you gotta get this person out of here. You know, <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> oh, I can't tell you. But this, oh. you know, he, he knows people in the sh- some shady businesses. Shady <laughs> I, I keep on running into shady shit. Shady shit. Yeah, that's that's a lot of it. Brian. I think in my in in the future, like I'm ready to completely do something. I I, I thought about this the other day. I'm ready to date somebody that I would have dated when I was 21. Like like when I was twenty one, why don't I you was, date someone that you're, you should be dating when you're thirty seven? You crazy asshole! No, well, because I, that, that's that even scarier. Thirty seven year olds in Los Angeles—that's the scariest bottom of the weird. Sometimes, for the most part, that the ratio is really bad. Sometimes it's like you, and sometimes it's like Duncan. Sometimes it's a guy or a girl for you who's at a certain point in their life has actually learned a lot of shit and is actually fun to be around. Right. There's, you know, we all assume chauvinistically as men, especially, that when you meet a girl that's in their late 30s, she's just going to be a fucking wreck. Just a screaming wreck of desperation and fear and blame. Well, girls ah. my age want to make babies quick. So they're, they're about to, to, to they, they're, do. they trick you. Well, I, I feel I, like they're, they're, they try to play exactly who they think you want you to be just I, to make Yeah, I know someone um, who absolutely unquestionably was tricked the girl uh, he was dating was older and they like right away started dating and she said that she was on the pill and she got off the pill immediately she immediately knew that you know, she was only like I think she was like 35 or 36 this is a which is story. well that's where it gets <laughs> with women I mean not all women obviously most women aren't deceptive but where it gets with some women is like listen I don't give a fuck what he wants I only get one more shot at this. I'm not going to be in some sort of relationship with some guy, by the way, who has plenty of money so he can take care ah. of this thing. Even if the kid doesn't work out, this is what I want. I want a child. This guy's got money. He's got genetics. And they'll just take the loads. Oh. They'll just take the loads. And you have to pretend that, that, that you have to somehow or another, you know, you have to, if you're, if you're having sex with her and you're not wearing a condom, you know, you have to realize that that's a possibility. That someone could do that, and it's totally legal, by the way. She could do that, and you know, crazy. Ah, yeah. Even if she was deceptive, I don't think she could lose in court. I think she could probably say it's her business. You know, I, I think you're, you're, whether or not you took the pill. Has anybody ever sued someone based on whether or not they took the pill? They I say don't the pill so. is like they say it's ninety nine percent effective. I bet it's a hundred percent effective. Just one people are such wretched lying cunts that oh, it's Jesus. unprovable in court. You know, it's it's very possible the pill is just straight up effective. Would you ever get you your know? shit uh, snipped? Like maybe save some sperm in Stand a fridge? Stanhope did that. Yeah. Did it, he save some yeah. sperm also? Uh, no, he did not save See, your sperm. Save your sperm. He doesn't and want it. But that could be reversed. You know, but Doug's loads at this point are fucking but, completely useless. His loads will come out like wet cardboard. <laughs> they're just there's no way they're they're impregnating anybody. That getting reversed just has this weird visual that your penis would be just so broken looking. <laughs> like, no, it's not your penis. It's your under balls. it's underneath your balls. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't even see that. But the innards, man, that's what's really crazy. You're trying to reattach a tube, and it might not work. It might not take. Oh, yeah. This is like the worst. Yeah. This thing just fell into this. We had that. Beautiful well, there's another way of doing it. Though. There's another home. way. Of doing it there's a new way um i saw um <laughs> online where they're doing it now with like a clip they're actually bending it and pinching it and cutting it off with a clip and the idea behind the clip is that it could be reversible huh. but i always think that like you know you're doing jujitsu and some guy goes knee on belly on you hard oh, and pops your fucking oh, clip out it, and next thing you know well listen man that's reality you get a big guy on you in side control 
Neon belly's a motherfucker, dude. That's you gotta have tight abs. I do I do my sit ups, that's what I think. I don't wanna get stuck with some big fucking guy neon belly. That's what I do that's what I think of when I'm doing my sit ups. You just gave me an anxiety attack. <laughs> don't get anxiety attack. Just do sit ups with twenty five pound plates while you're hanging by your ankles. This is what you do. You take a twenty five yeah. pound plate, you put it by your chest, and you hang by your ankles and just all the way up fucking slow, control it, Duncan, even if you can only do one. How is one. this going to keep me from having an illegitimate child? Yeah, yeah. control your stomach muscles. Yeah, you keep keep your You're saying inside. if I control my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to teach you about ball kegels. Ball That's ball the next kegels. thing I'm going to teach you about, how to kegel your balls. <laughs> I want to know. You know how women do kegels to keep their, their yes. pussy tight? Apparently, you could do that to close your sperm down. Shut the troops down. Just come on, boys. It's a yeah. really weak muscle. If you try to squeeze your dick muscle right now, like as you're sitting yep. here, just go like this. Try to... It's so weak. It's so weak. I have yeah. no dick squeezing endurance at all. I don't either. That's why when you when you're when you have None. to come and you don't want to come, it's so hard. You know, when when you're like, don't fucking move, don't move, and yeah. you just grab her and hold her in place, don't move, and you're going, just forget it, just forget it. That's when loads sneak out, and that's how people get pregnant. Do you believe the idea that? Um, like the Taoists and like the tantric sex people believe that you actually lose energy when you come. Like if you come too much, you're losing some form of energy. Now, like some boxers, they won't ejaculate like before a fight, but they won't have sex before a fight because they want to. Well, they've actually proven physiologically proven that if you don't have any release within seven days, your testosterone goes up significantly, right? Significantly, like measurably. I think I, I don't remember the actual number, but it was enough so that it would it would warrant doing that if you were a fighter. But for some fighters, the, the the difficult thing is relaxing. The difficult thing is getting in there and being able to fight up to your potential. It's not the amount of testosterone that you're producing. It's how well are you in control of your mind? Right. Because your mind is what's going to guide you through this fucking thing. Your mind's going to have to deal with the consequences of knuckles coming flying at your face and yeah. jumping knees and dudes trying to take you down, dudes trying to throw you literally on your head. Your mind is dealing with all this, and your mind has got to be on point, and your mind has got to be relaxed enough to not freeze up, right. relaxed enough to respond to the pressure and do the smart thing and not, not get exhausted quickly because of anxiety. That's a big problem with guys. Their mind gets them so like this that their body's like, I can't do this anymore right. because they're so inefficient. They're yeah. so completely inefficient in their use of their body that everything is a, is a strain and everything is a yeah. sprint and they become exhausted like almost immediately. Yeah, learning to get in that fucking state, man. Well, I was, by the way, I was, what I was saying is, in that case, I would say that you should have sex. Because then you're not going to at least think about the sex. Because right. if you're not having sex, you're built up with all this testosterone. And you're just thinking about pussy and you're so confused. You might not even be able to be comfortable in there. You might not be able to, like, get loose in there. You know, whereas if you're, if you get it out of your system, you get the sex, you're still going to be, you still feel great. I mean, you still, I mean, how much of an effect does it have on you? Does it have a, an effect on you where you go to the gym and you're weak? No. I've had sex and gone to the gym and I feel great. It's not, it's not that much of a problem. I think for a lot of guys, you'd be better off just having the sex to, to calm down, to get it out of your system. Yeah, I, look, I don't, I'm like, don't ask me, man. Like, I, I, I maybe can go like four days without jerking off. I'm not having sex at the most. So I have no idea. The whole, well, here's the perfect. It's a mystery to me. Taoism and the whole tantric thing. I just don't know if it's. It's right. something I wonder about because it's two systems that both 
you know, have like really developed systems around this idea of like uh, extending your orgasm, like somehow they can like supposedly make their orgasms last much, much, much yeah, longer. Yeah, Sting is into that, right? But you would think if you would be like really that in tune with everything, his fucking songs would be better lately. Right. You know, like a long time know. ago they were awesome. You know, the old Sting, what was the last time Sting had a good new song? Does he have songs anymore? Yeah. The last Sting songs I heard that were new, they came out while I was playing Field pool. of Gravy or whatever that song is. <laughs> Field of Gravy? <laughs> Field of Gravy. Well, him and his wife, they have like these 30-minute sex sessions, but where's your music, bro? Why? You know, I mean, is he putting out music that I'm not aware of? Did you say 30-minute? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like crazy tantric orgasms where they last 30 like 30 minutes. 30-minute orgasms. God, yeah, yeah, for real. Did you imagine the smell on that? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you think would happen if you had a 24-hour orgasm? Uh, it would feel great. I think... Um, that would suck. I, I think you... I think... I don't know, man. You think it would... You'd be wasted. You'd be exhausted by the time it was over. But yeah, it'd probably feel great. Can you imagine trying to eat while having an orgasm? <laughs> like you're at Subway trying to order... That'd be embarrassing. That'd be the worst thing It'd ever. It'd be the worst drug. You'd always be around people coming, like wherever. Like you'd go to parties and everyone's just on the couch having orgasms. That's totally possible, by the way. That's not like a really difficult thing to represent chemically. I bet. Yeah, I don't think it is. I, I think they could come up with an orgasm pill. That's not around the corner. No one ever would have thought a hard dick pill would have been feasible or right. you know, achievable so quickly and easily. Sure. That was you know? the plague of so many fucking... <laughs> think how hard it would have been to have an erection when you're looking down at your wife's flea-covered pussy that hasn't had a shower in four months. <laughs> yeah, there's no showers. Could, could they even bathe? If they bathe, you had to get, like, buckets of water. You had to bring them by the river, down from the river. one at a killed. time. Yeah, Mike you had to go them. over and over again. It'd probably take you an hour and a half each fucking trip, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. I'll get the rest of it tomorrow. Yeah. Then what do you do? You boil the water? What's going on there? Or just take an ice-cold yeah. bath. But, yeah, and then you dry your dirty ass off on some fucking and animal what? skins. Some just old gross half-rotten <laughs> skins, and you're just dirty again. <laughs> yeah, what did people smell like back then? Oh, no one knows. Basis? Armpits, no probably mostly, right? I wonder if it balanced out, if like all the bacteria in your body would just fight each other off until it got to like a balanced warfare state. You know, the issue with us is that we clean our skin so much right. that we lose a lot of the healthy bacteria sure. outside your skin. That's... um. One of the uh, problems with people that have a, um, obsessive compulsive and they have to clean everything. Yeah. People that are, what is that, a phobia? What is it called when you're afraid of germs? OCD. Germophobia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Howie Mandel gets warts on his hands, apparently. Yeah, because he uses that hand cleaner so much. His, his hands I he's getting can't. worse. Whoa. It's getting worse? Somebody, we had a podcast the other day where somebody knows. Yeah, he him. won't even touch knuckles with you anymore. Yeah. He used to touch knuckles, but now he That's won't right. even do that. You know what, man? We've already talked about this, but when you consider how filthy the assholes of most people in the Western mm -hmm. world are, it kind of yeah. makes sense, man. Because like we've told you, like you're just using toilet paper to wipe your, you're using toilet mm. paper. Yes, that is gross. But the, the, being such a germophobia is preposterous because we are not one thing. We're terrified oh, yeah, of these germs, right. but we have germs in us. We are germs. You know, we're not just one thing. You should clean your hands. Yes, for sure. You should definitely wash your dishes. You should clean your ass. You should. But you also shouldn't be a fucking freak. Don't, don't be crazy about it. Don't be afraid to touch a table because somebody might have touched it before you. Just wash your goddamn hands and eat your vegetables. Well, then, no, they say it's... <laughs> I, like, I mean, I give given Duncan a couple stink watches before where you don't wash your finger, and then when you shake hands, you just kind of rub it on the inside of their hand right here and it makes it smell like poop. Oh, jeez, man. Brian. 
I heard you guys were talking That's about the me problem, itching my man. ass you on do. your you, podcast. You itch your asshole. <laughs> Brian itches his asshole. No, 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 no. What I do he is... He admits it. I, While I, he sits there, he itches his asshole. For sure he doesn't watch it. That's such a weird thing to admit. See, that's completely false what he's saying right now. You tell me that you have itched your asshole and I'm saying I have. Are you telling me you have not? I'm saying you... I'm saying I know you have itched your asshole by mistake before, or at least at least once and twice in your life, right? I make sure that if I do have to itch my asshole, that I wash my hands afterwards. I am not convinced that you do the same. See, see, that's that's, see, that's right there is just spreading false way, information. Do you because do you think I really itch my ass and, and then, then just the walk keyboard. around and be like, oh, it smells good? No, mm, but I do. Oh, 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 everything that smells like poop. That if you were tired and you didn't feel like getting up to go wash your hands and your Th- asshole itched, you would itch your asshole for sure and then go right back to your keyboard. No, I would suck on oh, a little and wipe gross. it on my shirt. Disgusting man. Thirty-seven-year-old man Ugh. boy. His God. name is Red Band. We need a commercial. The, the Adventures of Red Band. The Adventures of Red Band made up by you. Because that was all bullshit. Buddy, that, you're <laughs> the one. You, you know, you, you, put, you cry sensitive, but you're the one who wants to interrupt podcasts with digging your asshole stories. And that's how it got started <laughs> in the first place. You had a podcast. We had a podcast where you jumped in the middle of it and started talking about you actually getting shit well, you on guys, your hands because you were, we were itching talking your about that by, right then. That's why I, I ta- said it. I don't believe we were, but the point is, you cannot bring. That's how I got like to that. it. You guys were just the talking about it. The point is, you cannot bring something like that up why? and be that preposterous, and then be sensitive about people talking about you itching your asshole and having shit all well, over no, your no, hands. The only reason I said that is because I heard you talk about it on Duncan's podcast that I did this when, in fact, I didn't do okay. this. So you did itch your asshole. I said I have itched my asshole. Okay. When you this is like the worst case the of Judge Judy. It's not your that. asshole. You cannot be judgmental about guys talking about you itching your asshole. Do you not understand that you open up the door? It's like you've itched you your asshole too. Pot. Yes, I have. Exactly. Yes. Then yes, what's the big deal? Guys, I, guys, I, guys. I, told, I told you I washed my hands. Guys, and I did, and, and I never said I didn't. You are. I guarantee you. So you, I didn't say I washed my hands. Willing, that means I didn't wash my hands. But I just love the smell of poop. Itch your asshole and then go do some typing. All right. If you only had like three more words to type, you would definitely go. Well, I'll wash my hands in a little bit and just. Okay. I'll remember to wash this keyboard off. <laughs> I'll make up some shit about you now. Listen, Brian, <laughs> you want to talk about itching your asshole and getting shit on it. You cannot be sensitive about that, man. That's silly. Look, you who have not itched your asshole, it becomes the first a subject. Stone. It becomes a subject and it becomes fun. You can't. All you of can't you guys here have itched your own asshole, yes. right? Yes. You Th- feel how free. am I any different? Because I talked can, about it? Yes. Okay. And because we can I'm sorry we for talking say, about itching my asshole. We can by say mistake. that just based on your normal behavior, that I, it's, that it's I love a, the smell of poop on it's a possible example that you could have itched your asshole and then not gone to the bathroom and washed it. It's very possible. That's very possible. So that's what we made fun of, dude. So fucking relax. <laughs> no, you're saying it as if I did, though. No, I'm not. I'm you did it on you your podcast, I did. heard. Well, we said you itched your asshole and then didn't wash it and then touching everything. Yeah, that's what we said. That's possible. That's why it's funny. Okay. We don't know, obviously. We weren't there while you were itching your asshole and touching things. It's it's called goofing on you. You can't goof on yourself in front of us like that and then expect us not to also do the same thing. If there's anything that we goof on about ourselves during the podcast, feel free to goof on it about us when we're not here. I mean, if you're doing it yourself, you can't be upset that other people are doing it. You're talking about digging in your asshole, getting shit all over your hands. You cannot be upset at other people laughing about that. If you want to... Look, I've talked about the podcast about shitting my pants. I shit my pants driving home from Fear Factor once. 
shit my fucking pants, plop, filled them up, <laughs> just just held it in as long as I can. But I was like, oh, oh, just really, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in anymore. Right. I was stuck in traffic. It was it was a horrible diarrhea moment. Feel free to make fun of that because it actually did happen. I actually did have to clean my car. I actually did have to clean my pants. Is that the shit didn't get in my car, but my pants were soaking wet with shit, oh, so that kind of leaked gross. through some of the fabric and got all over my seats. So I had to get in there with Windex, and I used an old toothbrush and shit. It's disgusting. That's real. So you can make fun of that. And when you start talking about digging in your ass and getting shit all over your hands, guess what, fella? We're going to joke about it. You can't be all sensitive about that. Silly bitch. No, but what I've heard you said, or and this is just, I didn't even listen to the podcast. What I heard you said is well, then, you're then, saying, then you're telling now. that Brian stop itches now. his asshole. Then stop now. Then stop now. If you didn't listen to the podcast, stop now. Don't ever, don't ever comment on something, especially in an angry way. I'm not even commenting in anger. You're asking why I brought it up, and that's, I'm telling you why I brought it up because I heard recently you were saying that I did that. That's how you asked how I brought up the situation that I randomly threw in something about what you were talking about. It was very similar of what you guys were Brian, talking you about. You need to settle the fuck. I'm just down explaining you have myself. A heart you're barely. You're the one going off out. on me, man. No, I'm not, Brian. You're, you're being defensive right. about the fact that we were joking around about you itching your I'm ass and touching things. I'm not being defensive. You asked you me why are. I randomly brought up the fact, and I was. Telling you, you why. certainly are being defensive. You, I'm you, not. You, you I don't are, give a shit. And the way you're right, arguing right now is very childlike. That is very defensive. Did you see uh, Dead Mouse and Madonna? Like, yes, I did. That's crazy. It's what ridiculous. do you think about that? Well, Dead Mouse is a silly bitch. He was making fun of Madonna because Madonna, well, Ma Madonna, like, in, you know, people on my message board were totally ragging on her for the, her attempt at being relevant. You know, she gets on stage like, who here has seen Molly? Yeah. Molly is a nickname for MDMA. Sure. Which is her new album, isn't it? Or is MDNA. It? Yeah, but it's, wow. it's wrote, written yeah. to kind of, so she's just trying to. She's trying to pump up her album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of her thing is connecting herself to this very, very popular rave drug. So um, Dead Mouse gets mad about it, and he gets pissed at her and saying, you know, her, der, you know, you're connecting drugs to the electronic dance mu right. movement, and you shouldn't do that. You know, like, you don't need. His idea is you don't need drugs to enjoy that movement, the, 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 uh, the music that he's making, um, or any of those artists are making, which is true. You do not yeah. need drugs to do that. I mean, I've listened to his stuff, and I enjoyed it, and I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. on drugs. But take but, some really good but ecstasy. if you took MDMA, he's, yeah. he doesn't have any experience in it. So that's why it's ridiculous. So for him to say that, it's like, man, you're, you're, you're talking shit about an experience that for some people is maybe the most energetic and positive experience they've ever had in their life is being high on ecstasy at a rave, listening to dance dude, music. Dude, being on excellent MDMA and standing in front of a speaker the size of a house Oh that's God. blasting out fucking awesome house music. There's nothing, that's there's all, nothing that, like that. It's the coolest that's thing. That's the ever. best. That's what like most people go to see that music, you know, on Molly. That's the whole point of listening to the music. But what he's saying is it's giving his electronic music a bad name. You know, like you don't have to enjoy listening to that kind of music on Molly. But I think that's ridiculous. That's like saying reggae music without marijuana. That's like, you yeah, know, I mean, saying you like rap without it, stealing not, a car. You're certainly not going to. That is something I remember that that was like. Back in the day when I used to go to the raves, that was like one section of people who would go to, go, go to the raves. And a very small one were a group of like connoisseurs of the music who didn't think that you should pollute your mind with the drugs and just enjoy, purely enjoy the music. Well, the problem is we had Dead Mouse on the podcast. He was drunk as fuck and he wouldn't stop oh. smoking cigarettes. Oh, come so on. He, he chain smoked cigarettes and he was drunk as fuck. And I enjoyed hanging out with him. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I like the dude, but I think he's... I think his whole uh, thought process is, is really, it's, it's uninformed. 
And I think if he had experiences with psychedelic drugs and music, I mean, not that MDMA is a psychedelic, you it's could be. What's that? Empathogen, I think, is what they call it. But it's impactful, <clears throat> is what it is. It, it has a MDMA had a, a very strong um, influence on my behavior. It gave me a, a, a very, very deep insight into uh, behavior patterns and insecurity. Sure. I, and I said on my message board, I was like, I think he could use some MDMA. I really think he could, you know, not that it, he's a bad guy, but I think that there's a lot of, a lot of people, they have a, a certain amount of unnecessary anger inside of them, a certain amount of sure. unnecessary judgment. And MDMA will knock that shit right out of you. It's, it's such a, a loving feeling. And that's one of the reasons why they're using it for post-traumatic stress disorder, yep. for, for uh, vets coming back from, from Iraq and Afghanistan. And that's that's a positive thing, man. That's a good thing. Are people abusing it and dancing? Of course they are. But that goes back to what I said in that movie, The Union. People can abuse cheeseburgers. Should we make cheeseburgers illegal? Do you know? Do I you can know take how, a fork and stick in my eye. Should we make forks illegal? But do you know how many people a year die from drinking? <clears throat> what the statistic is? It's a hundred thousand. Yeah, between seventy and a hundred. And that doesn't even include drunk driving deaths, by the way. That, that's oh, people who drunk that. themselves to death. Right. Yeah, people die from alcohol poisoning. People die from overdosing on yeah. alcohol. People die from sclerosis of the liver directly related to alcoholism. Sure. But MDMA is a small amount. It's like illegal drugs in this country. is only like 12,000 people die a year. Yeah. The real problem is prescription drugs right now, which are overcoming drunk driving accidents in as far as fatalities. Oh, my God. Those are the worst. People yeah. die from those left and right, man. But I, I have a friend who died. But I have a friend who died in New York, a pool player, and he was a, a great guy, and he was a so straight edge. People. He was straight edge. He made fun of people who smoked cigarettes, and then all of a sudden he hurt his back. And when he hurt his back, he, had a, um, he got on some oxycodones or you know one of those. And just, boop, that was it. See ya. Bye-bye. Changed change his life. Fell asleep in his mashed potatoes. Everyone's hanging out together. The fucking guy just falls so asleep sitting there up. eating dinner. Plop. So sad. Like a movie. P Ugh. Puts his arm down and falls asleep on, on a, pot, a plate of mashed potatoes. It's wow. so sad, dude. It's the saddest thing ever, man. It yeah. really is. It, it is sad. It's really sad when you consider that these drugs, these synthetic drugs that people are, that are killing so many people are semi-legal mm -hmm. and alcohol is killing everybody and it's totally legal. Right. Whereas these, MDMA. like an, empath an empathogen like MDMA that when you take it, you can, if you have some discipline, you can go dancing. It's fun to go dancing Dude. on it. But if you have some discipline, you can shift your life into the positive forever. Yes. If you have some discipline and if you're working with someone or if, you're, if you know what you're doing. Well, if you're honest with your, about your experience, if you're a person who's truly looking to improve who you are as a yeah. person, I think the NBM, MDMA can be very impactful. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I wouldn't recommend anybody doing it. I would say, man, you have to like, weigh your own pros and cons. Even though it impacted me in a very positive way, I remember feeling absolutely terrible the next day. I don't think it's good for your body. I don't want to do it again. Just, but I learned a lot from doing it. And yeah, the I fact that Oxycontins, which are literally synthetic heroin, literally, that is what it is. There's no doubt it is a synthetic opiate. It is incredibly, incredibly addictive. People who have done heroin say it's easier to kick heroin than it is to kick pills. Jesus. The Oxycontin pills, somehow or another, the way they're constructed, the way it impacts with the human body, makes them even more addictive. It's just insanity, Well, they're man. fucking fish hooks, dude. Yeah. They're fish hooks coming out of the pharmaceutical companies that get stuck in people's brains. You yeah. get a fucking fish hook in your brain attached to a giant corporation that's got you fucking wired in, whether you're getting it legally or not. It's like telephone wires all connecting back to the telephone company Ugh. from the brains all these pill poppers it's just fucking lines going back to and what? no benefit whatsoever except a little bit of pain relief the 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 benefit social 
the social benefit of MDMA would be gigantic, man. If oh MDMA became legal Can you imagine? and it was prescribed. Awesome. But the problem is also, you know, you got people who would OD on it, people who drink when they take sure. it. There's a, there's a lot of different possibilities. People could fuck it up. They yeah, could they could fuck it up, but ways. guess what? They get to because it's their life and their body. Yes, and they can do that with alcohol. Yeah. And they can do that. You know, the, the fact that there's all these laws against things like MDMA and mushrooms and things. And mu mushrooms are where it really gets crazy because yeah. you can't overd. You know, the, who the fuck has ever overdosed on mushrooms? You have to, take, you have to eat like pounds of it. The LD50 rate for for mushrooms is really high. Like you, you got to be really trying to like kill yourself. Like a garbage bag. I think it's like a garbage. Which, bag. Which, by the way, isn't you could eat way less salt and you'd be dead. You know, you could eat sure. like you don't even have to eat a pound of salt and you're yeah. fucking gone, man. Right. You ain't coming back. You know, if you try to if you ate a pound of salt and you just sat there with a, a tablespoon and just started eating salt and you ate a whole pound bag. That's it. That's a wrap, kid. See ya. You're dead. You're wow. dead. Yeah, you could die from drinking water. Remember we were in Sacramento and that lady died in a contest? They oh, a I remember contest, when that happened, man. Station. It's so yeah. sad. That happened to a frat kid, too. They were uh, um, they were uh, hazing a frat kid. They made him drink water until he couldn't drink anymore, and he fucking died, too. You just die. Yeah. It's, the, it's so fucked up, man. It's a terrible way to go. We but, have weird laws that dude, protect people. Cigarettes the, being legal is the most preposterous. But, and also remember, like, the impulse for many people who are taking psychedelics is not to try to uh, wipe out the universe, but it's tr to try to go deeper into the universe. And so that means that a lot of people in the jails right now and a lot of people in the dungeons, they had the same instincts as like a lot of the great philosophers. They just wanted to expand their mind and understand a little bit about the universe. And they're in prison now. They're imprisoned. And so from the prohibition, you're not just getting an inability to go enjoy a great fucking night at some underground party. <clears throat> or the inability to like have a great camping trip with your pals it's literally i think stifling evolution because god knows what amazing thoughts people could be coming up with if uh there was re regulated psychedelics that and we got to explore them to understand how to really use them and how to really fucking uh harness them to uh make us smarter you know, this is something that's the uh, birthright of humanity. All indigenous tribes have some form of psychedelic that they take. This is like the ancient people of the earth knew about this peyote, ayahuasca. Yet somehow in the modern age, they're keeping us from this experience that maybe is the thing that connected the Native Americans to the earth that you were talking about in the beginning. Maybe it is the thing that made people not so fucking fixated on um material possessions you know but it's why we have a prohibition happening now it's the dark ages it's like imagine if there was a book just some book and inside of it was amazing information that will teach you how to overcome your ego that will connect you with your brothers and sisters around you there's this amazing book and it's surrounded by a fence that the government's erect and they're like sorry can't read that fucking book can't read it it's illegal you read that book you're going to the dungeon if we catch you distributing this book, copies of this book, we put you in the dungeon. It doesn't make any sense, man. Why aren't they letting us read that fucking book? I don't know anyone who died on mushrooms. I don't know anyone where anything bad happened to them on mushrooms. Nobody. I've never heard it. I'm sure it's out there, but... I don't know. I've never heard it. I've heard, never bad, heard anybody a lot dying. of things bad on mushrooms. Like, yeah, well, but those people are all bitches. Every person I've ever met that had like a horrible trip on mushrooms, they all had like psychological shit they were dealing with. They're, I had like always... five bad problems. Oh, I, I, wait, wait. I, I, I you got, mean... But, 
I got sick. Uh, I, got, I, I was shitting myself you mean and, and puking. Oh, well, that's, that's then, possible. Yeah, you, no, you, yes, can you can freak out, too. dude. I you can get some food poisoning. Well, most bad, most bad trips, I think, are overdosing. I think that's all it is. There's an overdose limit of how much mushrooms you should have based on how much you ate that day, how much. I don't know all the factors. Well, you that's know? why it needs to be regulated because then yeah. it could be dispensed like synthetic psilocybin. Yeah, well, we were talking about um, the, the whole idea behind the fact that these drugs like cocaine are illegal is what keeps them from being impure. You know, everyone cuts them up. Everyone adds all this stuff to them. You couldn't do that if it was sold by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola was selling cocaine. Sure. You know, you, you, you would have to have the ingredients listed right there on it. You would know exactly what it was. You, you, they would have to sell you actual cocaine. You know, but when you're buying it from some fucking kid at a rave, you, he's calling it MDMA. I hope he's right. You don't know. You're taking a chance. You want to party. You want to have a good time. Yeah, but who knows? Who knows man. what the fuck it is, it's, man? It's like what Joey Diaz was talking about with the cocaine the other day. Like That's what I just said. Oh. Jesus Christ, you're not even listening. That's what we were actually saying. Yeah. That's the subject we were talking about. Dude, if I had a, <laughs> dude, if I had a time machine, Rogan, and I could go back in time, one of my stops on the way back to the crucifixion would be to fucking pick up a cocaine-laden bottle of Coca-Cola. Haven't you always wondered what that was like to drink a cocaine, yeah. cocaine to Coke? Yeah. Dude, it's got to be. What would, well, I, when we say cocaine, um, this is a, also we talked about this in the podcast yesterday, the coca leaf, the chewing of the coca leaf has a very complete, it's a very different reaction than um, eating. And by the way, uh, coca leaves are still in Coca-Cola. A lot of people don't oh, know, I didn't that. know that, but yeah, you they still import even though coca leaves are illegal. They still import coca leaves to using Coca Cola. I might be talking on my ass. I thought Jesus, they no, I, I think they, I think they changed that. the formula for that a long time ago. I don't know. Is that when they? I think that was like the twenties or something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I think it was like a long, long time ago. Not sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, the my point is the the coca leaf. Which which they they you know they had that yes. was, that was an ingredient sure. right but were they using cocaine as an ingredient or was it just the coca leaves? I don't know. I mean, wasn't Sherlock Holmes addicted to cocaine in those books? I think it well, was a lot of guys. Were yeah, I thought it was morphine. He wasn't a bit, is it morphine. I can't remember. Or was that um, Wyatt Earp? Or, Wyatt Earp used to go to morphine dens. Probably people. Were, yeah, and they had opium dens. Yeah, and I think Freud was really into coke. I think they were like blasting themselves with coke. Everyone and it was totally legal. Like no one. It wasn't regulated back then, as far as I know. I, I, I think you could at least get prescriptions for it. I've seen, like, cool old bot. I mean, if it's in fucking Coke, if it's in Coca-Cola, it's legal. Yeah, there is actual legal. God, people must have been obnoxious back then. Yeah. Everyone's on Coke. It must have been the worst. Coca-Cola actually does have a legal importation of the coca leaf. Um, Still? Yes. Wow. Coca, it, Coca and Coca-Cola, the Coke formula is one of the most closely guarded corporate uh, secrets in America. The company concedes that using a decocainized flavor essence in the coca leaves is one of the few Coke ingredients the company will publicly acknowledge. So wow. they are using an actual extract of the coca leaf sure. that has no cocaine in it. So I was right. Yeah. I, Where's I had, that cocaine going they're extracting? Uh, do 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> it all goes to Elton John. They're producing house. all the cocaine in the world. What if <laughs> Can you imagine if Coca-Cola turned out to be like Scarface, <laughs> drug, the number one <laughs> cocaine dealer in, on earth? Well, dude, the co- if they're if they're de-extracting cocaine right. from the, gonna where's it going? Well, it's we're going to throw it away. We don't even need it, even though it's uh, worth just, billions. Yeah, forget that. Let's we don't need that, that money. Okay, <laughs> we're here to sell we're kids dead. sugary shit that Joe, makes their teeth dead. rot out. We're not going to walk out of this place. We're not here to kill anybody. And the guy's is actually Dr. Pepper the whole time. He's the the Scarface character of the Coca-Cola company. All you need to know about the, the, whether or not they would make money off of things like that is who's making money off cigarettes? Cigarettes are fucking for sure killing yes. like almost a half a million people a year sure. in this country alone. Yep. Our ideas about intoxication are so bizarre and baffling that somehow or another we think that they are protecting us from something that perturbs our state of consciousness and makes us think about things in a completely different way and right. possibly even hallucinate, yep. but some weird surge that you get because of an almost immediate addiction that you've acquired to some sure. stupid fucking burning plant that's soaked in chemicals. No one even discusses it. It never comes nope, up. Not at all. No campaigns ever bring it up. No one ever promises. People are promising bases on the moon. Newt Gingrich got desperate and plum- promised a base on the moon by the time he had a second term. He threw a Hail Mary. It's like base on the moon. No one ever says, we need to make cigarettes illegal and save our friends who are dying a horrible death, addicted to a terrible chemical that's a a sick company is profiting off. And we need to re-change the way we look, to change the way we look at this terrible, terrible scourge on America. No one, not not a single politician would ever make that speech. Meanwhile, if they did, they'd wind up dead in a fucking hotel room somewhere. But meanwhile, if any, anyone running for president said... I think that psilocybin makes you connect with the universe and makes you love the people around you more and it gives you more of an experience of a full life and reminds you of how small you are in the relation to everything else and you can't really OD on it, so I don't think it should be illegal. If somebody said that, if a president said that right now, like Santorum said that or somebody said that, they would never get elected. You say that, but I don't, I don't agree. Not only what, the only way they would never get elected is if they would never get elected anyway because elections aren't real. But could they change the public's consciousness? Absolutely. The press would if explode. you got an eloquent guy, well, there's evidence. John Hopkins, the recent John Hopkins University study right. that showed that over I'm a 20-year period of time, all these people that took mushrooms just once had a direct change in their personality, yep. an improvement of their personality. Shouldn't be illegal. Of course it shouldn't be illegal. But I think that if someone was eloquent and someone made sense in all other areas, if someone was a bright person and they could prove it with and, and prove it in an articulate and eloquent manner where it was compelling, where what they were telling you was that here's what's going on, okay? I know you're all associating drugs with being a negative thing. And the reason for that, it's, it's intelligent to do so. Most drugs and many, many drugs can be very negative on your life. Right. However, we've been sold a bill of goods on certain drugs and certain drugs are actually good for you. Not only are they good for you, they may be the whole reason we evolved from fucking monkeys in the first place. But we've been lied to. And the companies that keep us in order right now would like to keep everything the way it is. The reason being is they're profiting off things being illegal. There's a lot of profit on drugs being illegal that are illegal currently. It's not as simple as they would just sell them too and then they would make the money. Why wouldn't they make it legal? There's money to be made that will not be available 
once psychedelic drugs right. are legal. There's a lot of things that are for sale, especially pharmaceutical drugs, a huge amount that just making marijuana legal would just squash the market for a good percentage of pain relief and uh, yeah. you know glaucoma medication reduces interocular pressure P people on aids who have aids who uh, can't eat people on chemotherapy that have a hard time eating all of that there's so many drugs that are prescribed for various ailments that literally would be out of business but, and, and and so consider this take it to the human level this is where it gets fucked up we have access to certain mind states where you can bring back authentic information that can help your life and the life of the people around you. And there's a possibility that if enough people were having these mind states, there might be an acceleration in technology, an acceleration in science, an acceleration in philosophy. But because we can't get these mind states, we can't get these mind states, things are slow and weird and dumb right now. And the reason we can't get it is so that people can make more money. Okay, well, let me play devil's advocate. Please. First off, um, there's a lot of people that think that a lot of hippies are fucking mooches. They mooch off the government. They, they get right. welfare. They right. get public aid. They don't want to pull their share. They don't sure. want to pull their own weight. A lot of people think that these, these experiences that you say that will benefit people, they say, well, where's this evidence? Where's the evidence of anybody finding out anything worthwhile on, on psychedelics? Terrence McKenna? That doesn't mean anything. Francis Crick. Okay, that's a rumor after he died that was released is that he was a deathbed confession. Dude, that he, he took was LSD. good. You know, he was good friends with uh, Brave New World. Aldous Huxley he was friends with fucking Huxley. Yeah, that's no, true. It's true. Dude, but, if you were friends with him Huxley. saying, but okay, that's true that he took it, but it doesn't mean the, 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 what the statement is, is that he discovered the double helix strand. He figured it out while he was on LSD. Yeah. That's all anecdotal. That's all deathbed confessions. He never said that anywhere. There's no, it's not written anywhere. So just in fairness, I don't think you can directly attribute that to him. I've looked at the sources for that. It's possible that he said that, but I, I don't think you can state that I he said can't. that. I can, I mean, you're I, like in a court of law, I can't prove it, but being friends with Aldous Huxley, a man who on his deathbed had himself injected with like 750 micrograms of LSD, being friends with that guy, that's like being friends with you and yeah. never having gotten stoned. No, 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 you're not, you're misunderstanding me. Yes, he probably did do LSD. Right. The question is, what did he get out of it? How do you, how do you know he didn't just hallucinate? You know, there's no Steve evidence. Jobs. Dude, there's no evidence that it helped them in any way. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like they pulled something out of There's nothing on it. paper. There's, right, no, there's exactly. nothing you can be like, look, here. See? There is one guy, Kerry, Kerry Mullis. Um, uh, Kerry Mullis, um, he was uh, a Nobel Prize winning chemist, and he said that LSD had helped him develop a polymerase chain reaction that helps ampli amplify specific DNA sequences. And he figured that out while he was on acid. Well, there's, there's one. one. So there's one. Can you, uh, but who knows? Can you read that again? Can you read that again, what he did? Okay, Here, here's the full thing. During a symposium held uh, for Albert Hoffman, Hoffman revealed that he was told by Nobel Prize winning chemist Kerry Mullis that LSD had helped him develop the polymers, P, P, I hope I'm saying this right, P-O-L-Y-M-E-R-A-S-E, polymerase, polymerase? Anyway, chain reaction that helps amplify specific DNA sequences. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm too stupid for that. But the, um, the guy said, um, Kerry Moss even admitted, uh, what if I had not taken LSD ever? I, would I still have invented PCR? That was the method. He Thank says, you. I don't know. I doubt it. I seriously doubt that's it. That's what I'm that. saying, brother. So that's one. I'm saying there's a fucking group of people who've got 
Their fucking claws dug into the force of evolution, and they're trying to hold it back. Okay, but for, of all the people money. that have done LSD, one fucking guy says yeah. he figured one thing I've out. I've done LSD over a hundred times, and I have not learned anything. You are not the best example. Oh, uh, yeah, you're I not a good example, man. Yeah, but have you? You, you learned? Have you learned something? Absolutely. What, what is it? Okay, okay, about yourself. Yes, absolutely. Personal insight. Personal insight. I, personal insight evolution about growth. myself. Personal Remember insight. what I'm doing, though. I am playing devil's advocate. Well, I am a Republican with shiny shoes on, with black socks. And, you know, I'm the guy who is uh, telling you that uh, if you buy drugs, you support terrorism. Yeah, no, no, no. I, but you tell me. One guy, one fucking guy says he invented a PCR method, which you don't even yeah. understand why it was on LSD. Okay. Okay, so we should have LSD legal because one guy invented something? Well, not something? just LSD. We should have all uh, psychedelics, mushrooms as well. And right, but when you th start throwing around well, things. What about the arts? What about again, the arts, I'm, devil's advocate? Again, I'm just. I know, no, I don't, I'm not even seeing you now. I'm just seeing Cheney. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about the fucking arts, man? What about him, man? Does that not, does that not hey, count for anything? Hey, man. What, what good LSD art do you know of? What's the best uh, LSD art? Oh, just guy. Jimi Hendrix. Well, okay, Jimi Hendrix is more heroin, wasn't he? Heroin and cocaine, wasn't he? Wasn't he a heroin guy? Purple Haze. That's the pot. Song Purple Haze. Isn't that pot? Dude, Jimi Hendrix was so into fucking LSD. Are you? But kidding? Purple Haze is that pot or is that? Yeah, I mean, well, it is now. It is, acid, is now. But I don't know. Purple Haze was acid yeah. back okay. then. I don't know. Well, I'm sure he did acid. Don't get me wrong. But do you think that that's why he was so good? I mean, wasn't he like really good when he was yeah, a kid? Yeah, I think I mean, it Jimmy helped. Hendrix was a badass I, I fucking guitarist. I think it guitarist. helped him. Okay, but this Bra again. Well, no, I'm no, Joe. I know. Advocate. I know you're playing devil's advocate, but I'm I, a Republican I, right now. First of all, be, being devil's advocate is the same thing as being yeah. friends with a pedophile. I mean, you don't want to be devil's advocate. It's the worst force in the universe and always represents everything evil and bad and horrible. No, I, I take the side of an argument that doesn't currently exist at this table because I'm sure some people oh, yeah. are screaming it out on Twitter right oh, now. Oh, that's God. what devil's advocate is. Yeah, I, you know. I think for sure psychedelics can, uh, can help people. But what I think it is, is I think essentially we have access to supercomputers and there's no instruction manuals laying around and there's no sure. teachers to teach you how to use these right. things. So a lot of people are getting great results and they're all scattered and all over the board and they're mixed in with psychosis and bad trips and a lot of fucking yes. freaky, freaky things that have happened to people and they've taken the wrong shit and they got a hold of yep. a fake computer. You know, there's a, a lot of people that are... Sure. And that is because there's a lack of regulation, because there's a lack of understanding, exactly. because there's a lack of appreciation for the true effects. As human beings, it is absolutely preposterous that so many people will tell you like this Kerry Mullis guy or whether Francis Crick was telling you the truth or whether you're telling me the truth or I'm telling you the truth or any of us that have had really positive experiences there's there's way too many people that are saying that folks can benefit from it for it to stay illegal right like the people that are stopping it they don't make any more sense than us it's not like they're they're the really wise and and cautious and noble and loving overlords that want to protect you from your own folly yeah that is not what's going on because they they're they're talking in ignorant statements medically it's ignorant there's no evidence to back up what they're saying there's no reason that it makes sense and then when you start throwing numbers at their face like the, the amount of nonviolent drug offenders that are in jail and how preposterous it is that our society exists where a bunch of people are doing what they want to do that doesn't hurt anybody else and someone decides to lock them in a cage for yes. it. Well, that person is, who's doing more harm? The guy who's smoking pot or the person who locks him in the fucking cage and destroys their life and does it because it's written on paper somewhere that that's okay. Yeah. Well, that guy is a destructive force. The law becomes the destructive force in society, not the drug. When you say drugs kill people in 
on drugs. Drugs are responsible for a million people in jail right now. Yeah, that's why. Don't do drugs. You won't get locked up. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't put people in cages yeah. because they don't agree with you because they like something. They like it so much they're willing to risk freedom because they found themselves in some sort of a situation when they're in an environment that they have no control over whatsoever. They were born into this. They didn't ask to be. Dropped into this preposterous, illogical, nonsensical, ridiculously lopsided and corrupt society. And you just accept them to comply. You just expect them to comply with these stupid fucking things that are written down on paper that everybody knows makes no sense. Well, that's, that's the problem. The laws are yeah. the problem. The laws are destructive. The laws are anti-evolutionary. The laws are, they're anti-enlightenment. That's the problem. It's not the drug. It's not pot. It's not mushrooms. It's the laws against pot and mushrooms. Those are a devastating aspect of our society. Those are. Not the fucking drugs, you dummies. Dummies. Missed it. You missed the whole thing. You're not protecting anybody, you fucks. And anybody that hasn't done drugs, if you haven't done mushrooms, fucking for sure you shouldn't be a cop. No way, man. You're going to be in position of power with a gun and making decisions and you've never done any mushrooms at all. You've never had any look at yourself through the eyes of alien intelligence. You've never had some objective outside the body experience analyzing all the shitty aspects of your own life. How the fuck are you growing? How are you developing? Are you crawling along and one little stumble after another and one little apology after another and one little break up and make up cycle after another after another where you scream insults at each other and then I'm sorry baby it'll never happen again I've learned my lesson oh. is that what you're learning about yourself from your, your, your you know your shitty lonely nights eating TV dinners hoping that your chick's gonna return your pager or your text message rather so you can pager, pager. Oh, yeah, pager. <laughs> that was preposterous it was preposterous. go back in time but that's what I'm saying you know getting someone to respond to you getting someone you know, because you, you, you realize that being a, a cunt, you know, makes people not like you anymore. So that's how no, you grow. Right. You know, instead of like seeing it in one big burst, all leaders, all cops, all teachers, all of them should have a psychedelic experience or they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. As a grown adult, if you haven't had a psychedelic experience, I look at you like you're some sort of an infant. You do. I look at you like you're infantile. Well, it's like I a, look at you it's like, like a, a form of illiteracy. Yeah, it is. It is like a form of like awareness illiteracy. Yeah, that that's a that's a great way to put it, man. Awareness illiteracy, and it's sad that for some reason they're keeping us. They're keeping so many people illiterate, but it's the practice. Well, of they are illiterate. That's why they're doing it. They they are suffering under their own control and the, their own, or most of them are. I mean, there's a Texas judge who just got arrested for fucking smoking weed. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Somebody I, turned him in in a hotel but room. You know what, man? Oh, think, th I think just fired him. It's fucked up. I think things are going to change, man. I mean, they're like. Oh, they've been saying that since the 30s. But they're letting the studies happen again, and if they're letting the studies happen again, there's some reason behind that. I mean, the studies are. Happening. Happening. They're allowing them to happen for the first time, and I think 30 or 40 years they're opening them up again. This government them. is dangerously suppressive, dangerously suppressive, and not so much with civil liberties, like, uh, or rather with medical marijuana and things along those lines, but that's because it's democratic. When the ball goes in the opposite court, think about how much power has been given to the government under this, uh, this democratic regime. Right. If we got another Bush-Cheney in office and they started cracking down like John Ashcroft did on the medical marijuana places and using, sure. using Blackwater to come in mercenaries with fucking machine guns on their hips and, and, and taking all the pot and money away, if that shit starts happening again, think about how much power Obama has given the government. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's really disgusting and preposterous. I mean, if you look at the Huffington Post, there's an article by this guy named uh, Jim, Ga Jim Garrison, um, and it's martial law by executive order, not to be confused with Jim Garrison that thought that 
Lee Harvey Oswald didn't kill Kennedy. Huh. You remember that guy, the no. prosecutor? Anyway, um, this uh, Obama, you know, he passed the uh, National Defense uh, Organization, uh, the, the NDAA. The, there's a new executive order called um, the uh, National Defense Resources Preparedness Executive Order. And it does to the country as a whole what the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act did to the Constitution in particular. Completely eviscerates any due process or judicial oversight for any action by the government deemed in the interest of national security. So they can just say something's national security. Essentially, we're under martial law. Like they can just say, any, it's up to the government now. All the, the, the checks and balances that were put in place by the yeah. Constitution to ensure that there would be no corruption, sure. there would be no ultimate power corrupting ultimately well they, they've uh, removed all that shit and you know right now everybody's like look but you're fine no one's no one's dying no one nothing's happening yeah. the people that you say yes to today may not be the people you say yes to 10 years from now or 20 years from now and these laws are crazy these laws are that we might as well be living in fucking north korea and that's not ridiculous that's not an exaggeration these are unconstitutional laws and they're not going to stop now they're going to go more and more and with more and more control Till ultimately, the government, which is, by the way, uh, approved the idea of sending drones. They're gonna within the, by twelve. I think it was twelve twenty. They're gonna have or two thousand twenty rather. They're gonna have thirty thousand drones in the sky above yeah, North America. That's me. Awesome. Come on, constantly watching everything you do. Well, did you <clears throat> have you seen that YouTube video of the swarms of quadrocopters? Have you seen that? No. Dude, look that up. Google quadrocopters. Pull it, pull it up, Brian. Holy shit, man. This what thing, is it? Um, it's, so there are these things called quadricopters that they're working on that are just like exactly like the toys that you see but much smaller. These fucking things, man, they can like they move in formation. It's this video of them flying in formation, just this swarm of tiny little nano or uh, tiny quadricopters. They can like they could like turn sideways to go through windows. <sighs> they're like they can go anywhere, man. Wow. So and they but the scary thing that I never considered was that they can fucking fly in formation. That's where it gets weird. When you imagine like just seeing like a swarm of these things descending around your house or checking you out on the street you're just walk you're just walking down the street and they come and like buzz in do a quick facial scan to get your fucking face match it up with like whatever facebook's doing yeah. bang they, they know, know where your you name. are they Constantly. know where you live they know, they know, where you're know moving it. like so that yeah so <clears throat> privacy is a um it's an escaping thing it's on its way out but the problem is the extinct. government these cunts that are running things are going to have so much more power than the average citizen we're going to be under the rule of an impressive government that has the law on their side because they changed all the fucking paper they changed all the stupid shit that's written down that allows yeah. them to do cunty things they changed it all and they put it all in their defense and essentially what they did is the united states is now under martial law but there's no emergency no emergency it doesn't have to have a national emergency to just be under martial law now we're just under martial law why? Why is that? What the fuck is going on? Part yeah, of it has got to be because they're losing control. That's got to be part of it. They feel like the internet and you know all this anonymous shit and the hackers and Occupy. That's it's like, it. wh what is this? Mm. Spell it out for them. Tell them what. Quadra. I think it's Q U A D R A copter. That's what it is. Quadracopter swarm. Maybe someone will tweet it. Someone tweeted it to me. It freaked me out for a week. I showed it to I showed it to Eddie Bravo at the UFC and his face went white. He just was like, "What the fuck?" Swarm of nano quadros. That's it. That's nano. it. It's nano quadrators. Yeah, there we go. Oh shit! Look at that. Just watch. It gets better. That's just one of these fucking things. Get ready, man. Those things are probably gonna eat your baby one day. Ooh, that sound.
When you hear that sound, you know you're about to get busted. Whoa. They just fly around and maneuver. I'm surprised you haven't seen these. Multiple vehicles can fly as a formation. Oh my god. Kind of cool. Dude, this is terrifying. It's gross. It's gonna sound like NASCAR all over the place. Yeah, we're living in the future. <laughs> this is really wow. fucking that. nuts. That's awesome. This is really nuts. Yeah. This is we really developed nuts, a method man. to transition between formations in 3D. You folks, you have to see this because what you're what you're not seeing is these guys are moving in perfect geometrical patterns. They move in these formations, and they're showing it from overhead, and it's uh, it's amazing. Their precision is incredible. This is terrifying. Terrifying. And by the way, this is only like version one. You know, this is like the first iPhone. Oh, wait till they get smaller, man. Wait till yeah. they get smaller. This is incredible. I wonder how long they can stay in the air for. Wait, wait oh my God! Look at that. They're moving in a figure eight, a perfect figure eight. Yeah. Oh my God! This is spectacular. This is really scary stuff. Scary shit, man. Now look at them building. Look up quadrocopter building uh, a, a structure. Yeah. They I can don't... build shit, man. They can actually like pick shit up and start like like gluing it. Build. They can actually build structures. That's amazing. That's man. what Kurzweil was talking about, man. Because when those things shrink down enough so that they can like imagine like a, just a pile of fucking Legos. And a shitload of those fucking things. And they could actually form matter. That's where it gets really cool, man. Jesus Christ. Think about that. Forming matter. That's where it gets weird. When you've got a computer directing swarms of those things to construct architecture that humans couldn't even make. You know, like weird fucking geometries that can only happen when a computer's in control of the building process. If it ever gets to that point, it might be they just start fucking killing people. The well, that's a funny thing, man. People always say that about computers where they're like, they're just going to kill us. But I guess it's, I don't think it's going to be the computers. It would be the things controlling them. Like people automatically assume when the machine inevitably wakes up, it's, it's going to want to eliminate It's going to want to kill us, but... Well, we're a plague. You know, if it looked at the environment it's living in and realized that this massive over overpopulating yeah. entity that's spilling all its bullshit sure. into the sea and eating all the fucking animals yeah. that live in it, and then they, they'll just calculate, how long can this last? Well, it can't at this rate. Yeah. So they'll just start eating the cunts. No, man. I don't what think that's how great. it fucking works. Maybe it would be great. Maybe we would eliminate cunts. No, Maybe I don't even just, th I don't think pull any... pull people out of the sky. Just cunts just get sucked out of the sky. Like, it's, they're watching... They're yeah. watching everything. That's how that'll be. The machines are watching everything, and when you litter, and when you're a shithead, and when you, you beat your wife, you just get sucked out of this guy. You get downvoted. Yeah, you get a, a certain number of negatives. Downvotes, like on Reddit. If you get as yeah. a person a certain number of downvotes, <laughs> yeah. they carry you into space. Yeah, your rep points. <laughs> you get blocked by a certain amount of people. We're going to get blocked. Is this them building this thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's this crazy. is incredible. It's like Wally shit. Yeah, fucking thing, Well, this, the thing that they're building is this uh, enormous uh, like Lego building that's really cool looking those blocks have glue on them or something and by the way this is just the beginning of that shit yeah what that's gonna be that didn't exist 20 years ago there was no no hope of that 20 years ago 20 years from now whoa. but dude check this out have you ever seen have you ever seen the video of that 
there's a machine that you can take to the desert that someone made. It's solar powered because there's so much energy and it focuses the energy of the sun in the desert to turn sand into blocks. It can burn sand into oh blocks. God. So now imagine this. Combine those fucking things with solar panels and a thing that can infinitely can use an infinite amount of sand in the desert to make blocks. Those things could fly out in the fucking desert and make infinitely gigantic structures with endless fucking energy. Just the combination of those two technologies at the rudimentary level that they're at now, if we could fucking figure out how to make them solar powered. Yeah, solar is really interesting. It's like it's kind of like it's hit a wall in a lot of ways. Solar. What are you? What are you doing? I, I, I googled uh, solar power sand blocks and it came up with Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> oh. Solar power is not really strong enough for a lot of shit right now. For right. most people, can't like have all their electricity through solar power. You use like a lot of people use like I have a friend who uses a combination of solar and wind. And he actually wow, develops enough cool. from that. He lives in Oregon. He develops enough from that that he actually sells it back to uh, to the grid, which I don't understand. That's that. so strange. How do you do that? I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it. How do you do what? Sell electricity sell back? He sells it back. Yeah, they, they a, pay him. Yeah, there's a meter on it that regulates it going in, but you could also have it fitted so it regulates how much is going yeah, out. Yeah, so he adds, you know, so the, the local power plant or whatever is supplying them power doesn't have to work as hard. That's so fucking weird, man. It's crazy. That you yeah. can turn wind into money. Well, have you ever been? There's certain parts of California where we uh, we have filmed some fear factors where they have these um, these huge, like, they look like a farm of these wind things, these windmills, like a windmill farm. And there's a, a shitload of them just sitting up on a hill. And they power the area. I don't, I, mean, I don't know how much they power, how many structures, how many buildings. Yeah. But... It's enough that a lot of shit is getting powered by the wind. Yeah, I've it's seen really a those. trip. Well, it's really windy out there too, so it's it's a smart thing to do. Like even as you come like out here towards Pasadena and you head up the 210, yeah. you know when you go through that whole mountainy passy area where it's like you lose your cell phone signal. Fucking beautiful out there. Yep. Windy as fuck. A lot of people have like real wind problems even out here. Like remember when uh, it uh, they had a, a problem really recently? The wind knocked down a lot of power cables and Pasadena got yeah, fucked. Pasadena got fucked. By, by wind. I got trapped here. I couldn't even leave the ha place. Fuck. Why? Wind? From the wind. It was too bad. I, I, like, seriously, the street out front here was uh, trees flying down the street, uh, things off flying off uh, the roofs, like metal things and awnings and so poles. So you stayed in I, the, the I couldn't studio? even get to my car. Wow. It was too scary, man. It Holy was like, it was shit. death. It was deadly outside. It was like being in a tornado. Wow. No. It was no seriously. It was really bitch. bad. It, no, no, Nothing like a tornado. Out, next time you go out in this back door over here, look at the billboard. This billboard was just ripping apart, and it was like uh, this super old billboard and was shaking like this, and like right. things were just flying off of it. It's, That's really powerful, but it's nothing like a fucking tornado. There's uh, there's been tornadoes that were hit or, or hit uh, yeah, cities in the middle it, of the night and literally made the city disappear. Yeah, especially towns like small towns in the middle of nowhere. You know what? They say that the heat of um, cities actually prevents tornadoes. It's just all mm -hmm. the, the structure and the way, it's, the way it's built and the heat coming off of it apparently doesn't work in cities. Do you believe any of that weather control shit they talk about? Like, um, what's the name of, like, that? Chemtrails? Yeah, man. So you, you know, like, no. They need Eddie Bravo on here for this conversation. You know, they, do you believe in that? Like, they've been, they've been trying to, like, actually, can, I know they do it, like, in China, don't they? Like, they've been playing around trying to make it rain and, like, you can put certain particles into the air that actually makes it rain you um know? well they're for silver sure oxide doing that. or some, some like it's yeah. some kind of weird yeah they're, they're well they for sure have done that um in abu dhabi they did it more than 50 times last year i think they did it once a week last year they made, made it, it rain. rain yeah 
I don't remember what the exact chemical they use, but they, there's something where they can line the crowds with uh, something silver. I don't remember what it is. But um, they, they line the clouds with this shit, and it makes it rain. So it's so odd to think about. Nickel? It's so, nickel, I don't, I don't know. But it's really fucking odd to think about the fact that they're just starting to learn to control the weather. They're just starting to learn to control yeah. the weather. They're just starting to learn to have endless amounts of energy. So if we were to evolve and advance without blowing each other up, we would eventually be, we could eventually be a planet that has full control of its weather patterns. Cloud seeding can actually be done um, by ground generators. A plane or it can be done by a rocket. Weird. Yeah. That wow. Silver iodide, dry ice, um, uh, solid carbon dioxide. Wow. That Pasadena storm was 80 miles per hour. A F1 tornado, 73 miles per hour. So it's pretty close. It's faster than an F1. What? Yeah. It's how fast? Uh, F1 starts at 73 miles per hour, and that Pasadena storm's 80 miles an hour. Oh, I thought you had them reversed. So it's faster than a tornado? It was like an F1 tornado. Really? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. Well, there's different levels of tornadoes. Oh, so there's like bitch-ass tornadoes yeah. that don't even kill anybody? Well, not really bitch-ass. Uh, that so would make F them good tornadoes. Usually... That's a good tornado, Joe. Yeah. Is, wow. Yeah, it's like the beginning of a hurricane winds. They have, they've even used liquid propane. To uh, to make it rain, expands into a gas has also been used. This can be can produce ice crystals at higher temperatures than silver iodide. The use of hygroscopic materials such as salt is becoming more popular after promising research. Citation needed. Seeding of clouds requires that they contain supercooled liquid water. That is, that liquid water colder than zero degrees Celsius. The introduction of a substance such as silver iodide, which has crystalline structure similar to that of ice, will induce freezing nucleation. <laughs> Dry ice or propane expansion cools the air to such an extent that the ice crystals can nucleate spontaneously from the vapor phase. Wow, this is crazy dude, shit. Dude, in the future. People are terrified. Dude, in the fucking future, you might be able to send your, na your personal nanobot swarm out of your house into the clouds above your house and make a little personal thunder shower happen above your house yeah you probably will be able to that's how much we're gonna but it, it probably pulls water from farmers you know it's probably like i mean yeah where does that what like when you go to a place like abu dhabi which is in the desert and they're all of a sudden they're making it rain yeah what are Where's they doing the where's from? that water coming from is somebody know. else getting fucked over but you i know. don't know but anyway does that other person deserve that water i mean who who fucking deserves the water the smart man who figures out how to pull it out of the sky With or some shithead who just camps out next to it and like this is my water hope i get lucky this is where my water is it's only mine i found this spot in the yeah. dirt and i claim it yeah no i think the guy who pulls it out of the sky should win for sure fuck that stupid well anyone who can make it rain puddle yeah anybody so there is there is some cloud seeding it's real it's it's science um, whether or not that shit is happening in Burbank every day, like Eddie Bravo thinks it is. Right. Yeah, that's when it gets tricky. That's not it. Yeah. What do you think it is? Fucking airplanes. Yeah. That's all it is. Contrails. I mean, it, Contrails. It's, it's funny because it's always near an airport. Like, I live in Burbank. I see it all the time because I live by Burbank Well, airport. that's because, dude, you don't even understand. That's the government that's is the spraying. Bag. They're spraying the sky. Who are the pilots? I just want to know who the pilots are. So they're these pilots who are they're flying spraying. over the city, and they're yep. like, let's dump poison they on people. I don't for think the, they're doing it for the good it. of the country. They're, they think they're creating clouds for us. 
I don't think they're doing it as much as people. Go make clouds, think Johnny. They I need, think it's listen, once every what, the insurance say, companies every have to pay money on skin cancer, and it's way cheaper if we have clouds <laughs> right. everywhere. We got to cover it up. I don't we don't know. want sunburns yeah. to happen. I think it's the, what I've read and what I've un, it's been explained to me by pilots is that under certain conditions, there's a certain amount of moisture in the air, and it yeah. gets churned up in the the uh, turbines of a jet engine, and it comes out looking like clouds, and it stays in the sky for a while. Dude, it's churned up water. Can I tell you what the real fucking conspiracy is? Please do. I figured it out. Oh, my God. It's the conspiracy of all conspiracies. What is it? It's your inability to stop your hand from putting shit into your mouth. That's the conspiracy, dude. It's the fact that people can't control their fucking hand and are always shoving poison into their mouth and eating shitty things and smoking shitty things and taking bad pills. I thought this was going to be profound. I feel like that is profound, <laughs> man. I, I can remember talking to a guy who believed in chemtrails. Have some fucking have some discipline. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I was talking to a guy who believed in chemtrails. And he was smoking a cigarette while yeah. he was telling me about the poisons that the government's dumping. Oh, yeah. Well, Michael Rupert. We had Michael Rupert in here. He's smoking like crazy. Talking about conspiracies. Yeah. It's like Alex Jones smoked. You're poisoning yourself, man. You're killing yourself. <laughs> like, maybe there is some kind of, like, evil external force that's trying to destroy you. But really, you're the one shoveling the poison into your fucking, in, into your pie hole. Yeah, you know? for sure is going to kill you. You're aiding them by bringing these troops into your body, saying one day I'm going to fight them off, but not now. Yeah. All right, right now I just need yeah. this fucking sig to try to figure out yeah. how I'm going to beat these motherfuckers. Time for my fourth cupcake. Oh, no, this is good. Going to drink. Let's have let's have 17 beers today. Well, again, I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier about the Native Americans having a, a much better sense of their connection with the food that they're eating. And that for us, that whole hunter-gatherer thing is out the window. I go to the Vons and I pick up meat and I go to the, yeah. you know, get, a, get myself a nice salad and that's it. I didn't have yeah. to pick anything. I didn't have to go get my water in bottles sure. because all the water is poison. You know, you can't drink it. People die occasionally. Yeah, totally, dude. It's just so funny, though, that so many people writhing in physical discomfort because they're too fat or they don't yeah. exercise or they don't eat right are upset about a conspiracy that the government is is involved in that's trying to take take away their happiness or their freedom or, or or dumb them down. It's like no no no, you don't exercise. You eat at McDonald's. You smoke cigarettes. Your house is fucking filthy. That's the shit you should worry about first. Yeah. Fix that conspiracy. Solve right. that problem. Like stop that conspiracy from happening, and then worry about the fucking chemtrails. Yeah. I've been obsessed lately with uh, this Finding Bigfoot show. I'm watching the show left yeah. and right, and it leads me to sometimes, you know, stone tweets in the middle of the night, yeah. like mocking them and everybody and myself, and you know how fucking stupid I am for watching this show. But uh, it it is a psychological study, and one of the psychological studies is is who are these people that are believing in Bigfoot? Who are these people that are leading these guys? And this is what we saw, and we're standing here, and it comes out, and they never ask these dudes. They never go, okay, what do you think about ghosts? Right. Do you believe in UFOs? Yeah. What about psychics? Do you, you know, what do you, how do you feel about, you know, what do you think? Do you think chemtrails are real? Right. Like, what, what do you think happened in Area 51? What do you think is in Hangar 18? Get to the bottom of what the messenger is. Because a lot of times the messenger who's giving you this really crazy preposterous, outrageous story, 
they 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 lean towards that shit. Yeah. They they want that shit to be real. Yep. They might not even be lying, but they might they might be just seeing shit in the woods just because they're fucking wired for that. They want to see it. They right. want to believe. They they want to, and they can't be fucking trusted. When they go to these, the, the Finding Bigfoot, they go to these local town halls and shit. They go, all right, who here has seen a Sasquatch? And these motherfuckers raise their hands, Wouldn't and I'm like, you? you are. I'm like, you assholes are missing the whole real show. <laughs> the whole real show. It's it can't be done by them. Because they are the people that they're... The whole real show is a bunch of fucking people that want to believe in Bigfoot yeah. so bad. They're out in the woods. That's a Squatch. That's definitely a Squatch. They yell out. <laughs> <laughs> they're yelling out in the fucking woods, screaming at the top of their lungs. And then they hear something. Do you hear that? Hear something knock? Something's knocking. They'll hear like any... Who knows what? It could be a producer throwing a rock. You know, like, sure. that's a squatch. That's definitely a squatch. Yeah. This is squatch country. That's a squatch. What what else do you believe in, dude? Where where do you what do you where, what do you do at night when you go to bed? What what is going on in your mind? What are you hoping for? Do you believe in aliens? Do you what do you believe? Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in vampires? Are vampires real? How much other crazy shit do you believe in? I think that it's more logical to believe in aliens than to believe in Bigfoot. Not necessarily. Bigfoot is a, first of all, Jane Goodall was a firm believer in Bigfoot and actually stated that, you know, the famous primate expert stated that it must be real, that there's too many sightings of the same animal all over the world, and it is very possible that there is enough area that hasn't been discovered or is too densely wooded that it support a large primate like that, if it was intelligent and knew to hide from people. There's 250 different names for it in North America, in the American Indian language. That's, that's big, because yeah. there's not a lot of shit that's not real that they don't have names for. And it's based on a real animal. We're going to get a guy in here that's a fucking expert on it, which means nothing. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm, Sasqu I'm an expert on some shit that's probably not real Gigantopithecus, right? Yeah. This, is, this is going to be great, because I'm the Loch Ness Monster of, the, you of are? California. Yeah. Of California? Yeah. Did you get like a, a, like a license for that? No, I have Photoshop. I think it comes with Photoshop. If you, um, you know, if you look at the stories that have gone back to like, you know, long, long fucking time in history, for sure some people saw bears, they shit their pants, they thought yeah. it was a person, and they made up a story. For sure, sometimes people remember things. In our own lives, we know this. You know, you, my, my mom is terrible at remembering things that really happened. I'll tell my mom something. That didn't happen. I know it happened. I was there. I remember it. For sure it happened. But she will swear. I mean, you show her pictures of it, and she'll go, huh, well, I don't remember that. Yeah. You know, when we did um, that uh, game show in my head show, and I told you we, we got people to talk about UFOs, got them right. to make up a UFO story because we pretended to be a news guy that had gotten there too late. Would you mind t pretending that you saw the UFO? Right. People just started talking, man. Yeah. Just so excited they were going to get on television. And when I'm watching this stupid Bigfoot show and I'm looking at these people trouncing through the woods, I'm looking at a bunch of people that are lonely. They don't have any real purpose in their life. Right. They, there's these people that don't have real good friends. This one weird guy with his poor fucking kid and his kid was like, my dad might be crazy sitting here talking about we saw a Bigfoot together. What the fuck did we really see? My dad's a liar. My dad's claiming Sad. we saw a Bigfoot and then the kid's sort of lying along with it. You can watch them. You look at the insincerity in their words. They had a guy on the other day, just gay as fuck, just beyond gay, just a crazy flock of seagulls, haircut, lisp, everything, wandering through the woods, seeing Bigfoot. 
You know, like, sure you did, what dude. What the fuck, You're man? crazy, you insane asshole. I can't believe that show exists, man. It it's sounds a, hilarious. It's like it's Ghost so Hunters. so bad. Yeah. Exactly like Ghost Hunters, in that all those shows feature night vision and nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, all you need. the same thing. Yeah. It's just, uh, just a house and night vision. It seems creepy. Yeah, I was having a Twitter exchange with this chick the other day, and we were going off about how combine the two shows and just make it a porno. And that's really what it is. It's a bunch of lonely people. <laughs> Night vision, unkempt pubes, fatty, sweaty bodies, ah. and night vision loads. Loneliness, know. dude. They're all pretending to hear things. I saw I heard something. Come, here, come in here real quick. And then they fuck. And they get, get in a corner in the darkness, and they just, I think I heard something. I think you're fingering me. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> you think that'll keep the ghost away? Yes, I do. <laughs> I think it'll keep the ghost away if you suck my cock. Yeah. Scare him. Scare him with your boldness. And then they fuck in the darkness. They fuck in the dark. And then the guy has to get away. <laughs> then they, you know, after the guy comes, he's like, I just fucking heard something for real. Holy shit, I'm not kidding now. And he runs out of the room. That's how they get out of it. Because after you come, you know, the girl wants to cuddle. He's like, we can't cuddle. We're in the fucking, we're in a haunted house. I heard something. Jesus, it's real. And he just runs. She's like, you didn't hear shit. Give me the night vision. <laughs> she can't see. She's stuck in the fucking basement in the corner. And this guy like, come on. Well, I'll tell you, warmer. You're getting towards the door. Warmer. Give me the night vision. I can't fucking see. Boom. She hits the wall, starts screaming. No more pussy for him. That's a weird show, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they pretend to hear things. What was that? What was that? How many of those shows have they said, what was that? What was that? What was that? It was you being a crazy asshole alone, either in the woods or in a basement, either looking for Bigfoot or a ghost. Dude, fuck all that shit. Think about the fact that the Catholic Church still does exorcisms. Think about that mm. shit, dude. Fucking Catholic priests. Well, right now, there's probably a priest in somebody's house getting a demon out of somebody's body. Think about that. Fucking Bigfoot, fine. Aliens, fine. There's guys dressed as god clowns waving around symbols in front of little kids' faces to try to get imaginary demons to go out of them. What's really amazing is there's way more priests out there fucking kids than oh. there are doing exorcists. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's Way fucked more. up, man. Way more. That's a fucked up statistic. Yeah. We need oh, to yeah. figure out if that's true, man. Oh, for it's sure definitely it is. True. For sure it is. So there's Probably more true. priests molesting kids than they yeah. are getting the demons out of kids. Well, we were talking about uh, on the podcast with Joey, we were talking about uh, how people who run martial arts schools, often it's very culty. And the guy who is at the head is the master and is almost beyond reproach. And that a lot of times weird sexual shit happens because of that. Like Because it becomes like a cult. Well, that is exactly what happens in the Catholic Church. And sure. even like in martial arts schools, like people try to keep things under wraps. Like there's always like dark secrets of this guy fucking a student and, you know, fucking one of his uh, students who's married and, you know, the husband finds out about it. There's always those kind of scandals. Very yeah. cult-like. And it, it, with every real controlling cult, there's an element of sexuality. Absolutely. And it's usually creepy. It's not like a peace, love, you know, everyone polyamorous and it, whether sexual or non, you know, everything is just about non-judgmental affection. No, no, no. Most of it's not. Most of it's creepy. It's victim sex. Dude, and, and then think about this. Take it back to the story that it comes from, whether it's real or not. The story the Catholic Church comes from 
Name one guy dressed like a gnome in that story. Name one guy wearing a big golden flowing cape and holding yeah. a funny thing and marching around with fucking ve purple velvet on and fucking walking around on red carpets and giant yeah. golden palaces. Where? Find that in the New Testament. Yeah. Find anything even remotely like the rituals outside the, uh, the Holy Communion. Find anything. It's, it's, it's well, fucking... Especially all that, the uh, audacious use of, of gold and... Uh, oh. Money and spending. Like, think about yeah. the, the all the different gigantic Roman Colosseum, the, 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 where the uh, Sistine Chapel, or think of yeah. you know, any of the things in the construction in Rome, any of the stuff that's sure. at the Vatican. That's like a really elaborate, expensive, gaudy, non-Christian shit. Think of what else could have been done with all that energy. Yeah. But they're like, you know what? Yeah, Money. Jesus wanted us to have a beautiful, giant, golden palace where I could sit and on fuck a kids. fucking throne and fuck kids. <laughs> That's Jesus oh yeah, that's wants what me Jesus to fuck wanted. kids on red velvet. Yeah, it's just what he wants. Wow. That's the story. And so, like, so it's very. By the way, this yeah. attitude is really offending a lot of people on Twitter. There's a lot of Christians that have sent me texts saying, "I wish you would re remind me, or at least warn us." that before you go on these horrible anti-Christian rants no, not, that destroy our culture. Oh, no, no, no. See, I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about the cult of Loon Loon, yes, which you're is... you're talking about Christianity. That's dude. not... No, 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 no. I know that's what you got. My, you're pushing your Loon Loon brand. That's not my idea. Are you going to sell t-shirts? you selling Loon Loon t-shirts soon? Not a no, bad idea. selling posters. I am selling posters. Not a bad idea selling the fucking t-shirts, though. Mm. But no, man. It's no my Loon Loon brand. It's the fucking church's brand. I would never take it from them. <laughs> But dude, it's it's a uh, that's not real. I, that's not what I view as real Christianity. Because if you look at a lot of the Christianities that some people follow, it's based on a lot of the writings of somebody named Paul, who uh, never met Jesus. He was he was a, a persecuted Christians, and he was walking on the road to Damascus. Saw, saw a vision. His name was Saul of Tarsus, and he saw a vision of Jesus. Jesus appeared in the sky and said. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And at that moment, Saul was filled with the glory of the Lord, and he was blinded. And he wandered and found some Christians, found him, and his name became Paul. And he was the founder of the modern Christian church, and he wrote all these letters about what it is to be uh, in the spirit of Christ and to be with Christ. But he never met God outside of in that vision. So essentially, he was like Jimmy Swaggart, but a long time ago. Remember when Swaggart? Yeah. Was it Swaggart or Pat Robertson that saw the 90-foot-tall Jesus? I don't know, but he had a vision. This Paul, the Paul of Tarsus had, the, had a vision, and I don't, know, I don't know which one, but yeah, that's where it came from. It wasn't from the original teachings, you know. The original teachings don't... I'm, I'm sorry if I'm offending people. It's, it's really weird, though, that... Um, uh, oh, it was Oral Roberts. Oral, Oral Roberts. Roberts. He had a 900-foot-tall Jesus. In 1977, yeah. which is when he would have been around. That was yeah. when 900 yeah. foot tall Jesus was touring yeah. this part of the galaxy. Touring the, touring the fucking galaxy, <laughs> And coming man. to Oral Roberts in the middle of the desert and showing, showing himself. But it's really interesting to think about that when you realize that it's like, so, so a lot of people call um, what's after the Gospels, the epistles, which uh, a lot of them call that Paulian theology. It's not Christianity. It's based on, because here's the big problem that Christians ran into. In many verses in the Bible, Jesus said, before some of you die, I'm going to be back. And he didn't come back. And some of the disciples started dying. And then it's like, wait a minute, he's not coming back. What are we going to do? And they had to reorganize shit and turn it into something that was like, that made more sense, which is uh, to deal with this, uh, some, some basic problems and what uh, Christ, if he existed in that story, said was going to happen. You know, and now we've got the bank robber syndrome. You know that, right? It's the bank robber thing. 
What? When somebody robs a bank, they say, everybody get on the fucking ground and don't move. I'm going to walk out of here and I'm going to come back in two minutes. And if any of you have moved, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. This is what a bank robber does when he's robbing a bank. This is what Jesus did when he said, I'm going to be back really soon. And if anyone's <laughs> misbehaving, you're going to hell forever. Right. And that's been going on for a long fucking time, man. And it's probably going to keep going on and on and on. And each, I, I, each time it advances down a generation, it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. So now we've got a guy dressed like a fucking gnome, feeling totally cool sitting in a golden throne when there's people all over the planet starving and somehow that guy is a disciple of a person who went around saying love your neighbor as yourself and love the lord your god with all your heart yeah. mind and soul by the way clear evidence that he harbored child molesters clear evidence that he right. derailed investigations and moved people around when he was uh, whatever the fuck he was a bishop or whatever the fuck he was when he was doing this yeah he was in phoenix yeah ratzinger you cunt I mean, imagine fucking if fucking creepy bitch. Have you ever seen the pictures of him with um, the the male gymnasts, the acrobats? Yeah, I thought. I honestly still think that that was CGI. I didn't because my brain it can't seems e fake. Is it? It's fake, right? No, That's it's not totally real. real. No, it's totally real. They. How did Pope? How did all that? How did Catholicism become the leading sort of power worldwide of Christianity? Because there's re there's all the other forms of Christianity. Yeah. They seem to be much more scattered. Like there's not like one heavy duty dude sure. at the, the head of it like yeah. Catholicism. Right. You know, I mean, where's, who's the main guy in Episcopalian? Uh, who's the main guy in the the the, the you know Baptist? Bishops. I uh, there's no one. There's no main guy like the, the like the Catholic Pope. That's I, like there's a there's is a hierarchy in the Episcopal Church. Yeah, but nothing like the you know what I'm saying worldwide recognized the Pope is the top dog. How did that get to be the strongest, most powerful form of Christianity? Which is, by the way, also the most nuts. Right. The most fucking crazy, judgmental, the most guilt-ridden, in injecting horrible feelings of sorrow into little boys' heads because they touch their penis. Is there, Joe? Is there a is there a statistic on the how, what percentage of priests molest kids? Is there? A, it's like no one knows. Eighty-nine percent, I think. No, it was. I think. Well, no, but no one knows. Look, but we must know a certain number of them. Like I don't it think is they something do. that comes up all the time. I don't think they can. They, I don't think they know. But is there a number of priests that have Let's gone get, gotten incarcerated for molesting kids? What's that number? How many 97, is it? Ninety-seven, I think. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven percent. Oh. Hey, don't listen to him. Listen to who you're talking to. Um, twenty percent of the allegations the priest was deceased. Uh, let's see. I'm just curious if there's an actual number. It can't be. Enough. What percentage of priests abuse? Okay. Let's see. What do they think here? They don't know, man. Well, there's certainly a certain number of priests who've been charged. I mean, I know that. The stories come up, so there's got to be some number. I'm just wondering how many. Whoa. What? Oh, okay. It's only four. They're concluding. They're, I thought it said 40%. Holy shit. I, I, my brain blipped for a second. It concluded that a four, about 4% 4 of the U.S. priests since 1950 have been accused of sexual abuse of children. Okay. Now, However, here's the, the caveats. Yeah. There are probably many victims who remain si silent and not yet come forward to sure. accuse their abusers. There are probably some adults who have come forward to accuse priests who have false recovered memories of abuse that never happened. So there could be both ways. But Pro dude, ima imagine. There may be some adults who knowingly falsely accuse innocent priests of abuse. But dude, imagine this. 
Imagine if 4% of people who work at Apple stores have been accused of molesting kids. Yeah, I used that on stage before oh, you about said that? Uh, NASCAR drivers. I was saying, imagine I'm this sure orga- organization of NASCAR drivers running around right. in circles with their cars and then fucking kids. You know, we, we, would, we would say, we don't need NASCAR. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm uh, sure that 4% of Apple employees probably molest kids because they're the computer nerds. They, you know, they don't the get laid. Up. That's not even funny. I mean, no, I'm being serious there. When no, you say like, no, four percent of Apple employees don't fuck kids, dude. It's a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of people in the whole world who are child molesters. Yeah. It's really small. The problem is, it's when when it happens, it's fucking devastating. So if it's one in a community of a million people, that's a lot. If have it's you one looked at in the, a thousand? It's a lot. Have you looked at the uh, app that shows you who, like yeah, all of them near? There's like there's like three hundred in Burbank. Yeah, well, how many <laughs> millions of people live in Burbank, you know? Not you, millions, I don't think. How many people do you think live in Burbank? Let's say population of Burbank. I'm going to go 500,000. Maybe you see. Oh, boy. This is something I've been trying to figure out for years. I can't wait to hear the answer. What is the population of Burbank, California? 103,340. This might answer your question. Yeah. Yeah, I got you, bitch. 103,340 in uh, 2010. So, out of that, how many, how many pedos are in Burbank? Mm. Isn't that a song? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> Some hipster song. Some ironic, ironic hipster song about pedos. Yeah, I would probably say, well, um, I would probably say 400. Yeah, there's uh there's a an uncomfortable number of people that have fucked kids. That's on un, that's on any number, yeah. yeah. It's it's all pretty disgusting and terrifying, really. I mean, that's one of the first things that we should eradicate because that's something that fucks kid up for the rest of their life. And then if they lash out and start doing it on new kids, then they become. We, we talked about this that it's like a vampire. It's yeah. like real vampires. Like yeah. you actually do infect someone and make them what you are. It transmits. A monster. It, it transmits itself, and it's been yeah. being transmitted for a fucking long time, man. It's been being transmitted for generations. It's such a gross thing. It's such a broken thing, and it has roots in primate behavior. That's what's really fucked up about it. Sexuality is so strange, and in our world, it's so. It's so unnatural because we're actually covering our bodies up. We, we hide our genitals. Yeah. You know, we have this weird uh, sort of a, a combinatory lifestyle of natural animal urges mixed with this higher self and consciousness and language and the awareness of the impact of your words and deeds and physical acts on other people and that you're, and that you're putting out a negative energy and a negative vibe and we discourage that in our communities and discourage that in our, you know, in our laws. Yes. But the reality is we have these fucking, these urges to fuck and they're not regulated. They're not like, no one's like recognizing that. Like, hey, you know, we need to like, why is prostitution bad? Someone explain that to me. If someone, you know, needs money and someone has a mouth, you know, and they go, you know what, I can make a lot of money with this mouth. And what, what is worse, working at Wendy's for uh, a week and making $300 or sucking guys dick for 10 minutes and making $500. Right. And a lot of people will go, I would rather suck this guy's dick. And this guy, he's some poor guy who's horny. You know, and it's like you give him a, a, a mouth massage on his dick and he, he blows a load in your mouth and he's so happy. Oh, my God. He's so released. Like, that was so good. And he gives you a $100 tip. Now you made 600 bucks. Why is that bad? I, I don't, I'm not sure. Why is it okay to do that for free? How come if she meets that guy and she likes him, she blows him and it's the greatest thing that ever happened? All right. Then that's fine. 
But if she meets that guy and, you know, he's like, listen, I have 500 <clears throat> bucks and I would like to get my dick sucked and I know you're hard on money and you want to make a deal, why is that bad? Wow. Well, I, yeah, uh, it's a... It's a what are you wowing? I just found a website that tells you how many uh, sex offenders are in each city in Los Angeles, and it's pretty shocking at the, the, the highest numbered one. All right, so Burbank has 1,875 sex offenders. That's more than 1%. Yeah, Beverly right? Hills. Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills is the highest. Really? With 4,903, which is weird because Beverly Hills, there's more people that live in Burbank than Beverly Hills, right? That's a good question. Um, so, weird. It also so is it because money? Yeah, so money... Equals. That's kind of weird. Pasadena here. We got uh, Beverly Hills pedophiles. One thousand three hundred and six. Yeah, because I mean, there's like Beverly Hills. The houses are spread apart. There's not as many people crammed in. It's yeah, there's only thirty four thousand people living in Beverly Hills. Wow. So it's and they a have four thousand nine hundred and three. You guys, we have figured out two crazy <laughs> fucking things in this podcast. Number one. Coca-Cola is making the majority of cocaine in the world. And number two, Beverly Hills is filled with pedophiles. Holy shit. Wow. That's groundbreaking shit, man. That's crazy. We need to spark up and think about this. This is just too heavy. Oh, we might actually have people coming here for the next show. Whatever with those faggots. Did you want to eat? I'm not supposed to say faggots anymore. I apologize. Can't say it anymore, you man. banned that word. I did. But when it's my friends, every now and then I'll slip one out. And plus, they're all retarded. Just it sounds anyway. great. You know what actually got me saying it a, a couple times just to my friends is goddamn Stanhope's new CD. Really funny, by I the bet. way. Yeah. Before What's turning the, way, the gun the on himself, oh, it's so called. Funny. It's really good. It's great one of, title. I think it's Stanhope's best work, but he says faggot in it a couple times. I'm like, God, I missed that word. Yeah. <sighs> Beautiful word. It's just the problem is it's associated as a gay slur. And even though I have a lot of, like, pro-gay stuff in my act, especially now, I have a lot of, well, still, you can't say it. You can't. You can't say <laughs> it right now, man. You just can't. I never liked it. It's, it's a, a fucking great shitty. word. Uh, I like calling my animals. You didn't faggots. like it because you got called it a few too many times. Uh, I, know, I, set, yeah. I set you up for that one. Yeah, but no, that's not why. It's just fucking it's such a shitty. It's like always coming out of the mouth of fucking dopey fucking rednecks in the backs of school buses and just dipshits playing fucking True. xbox they ruined it the fucks yeah they ruined it it could have had some use word. yeah look Still. my my 40th birthday cake joey diaz <coughs> ari shapir got me a fucking birthday cake that said happy birthday faggot it was beautiful it's beautiful. You know what? It seems like back then it was okay to actually yeah, say. That it was, was like okay. only like four years ago. It did. My, when I put ago. my special out, it changed while I was doing Isn't my special. Weird? It's weird. They're yeah. coming in and out. They had a real problem with me saying the word faggot. Well, I remember when we were just in Texas and, and saying retard. Like, that was shocking. I was retard? Like, really? You can't really use retard either right now. That's, that was weird. Yeah, I, retard was became weird. a problem in, in Austin. The, in the vaults. Yeah, Austin. When we were in Austin, they said, you got to stop with the retard. It became a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Political correctness is fucking completely ridiculous. I What's heard, important is intent. I heard tranny's the new word. Tranny? Tranny. Shut up. Yeah. You can't say tranny? Yeah, people were telling Just me the other day here. that tranny's the new word. Come That's, on. I don't believe that. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, they can never take away our tranny. No, you know what? I believe it because I've, I've seen someone say in, in someone accusing someone of being a homophobe, they said something about them upsetting the lesbian gay it was like lgbtq i go by q i go q i go wait a minute i go lesbian lesbian gay transsexual transvestite q what's q which one's that uh, queer queer queer's a 
a totally obscure one. They don't want to define it. Like they might like guys, they might like girls, they might be bi, they might be weird, they're queer. They, whatever the fuck they are. Huh. What is that? How can you... Is that the most ambiguous definition ever of a sexuality? Is queer? Queer. It's all, it's all super you, gay. Friend. But that's when people are going real deep. Well, it's because they want people to be able to define themselves. And I agree with that, man. Call yourself whatever you want. But when you're getting mad at people and saying gay slurs, and you use the, you know, the term queer. Well, yeah. No, you're right, man. It's all fucking intention, dude. It's, just a, it's like what's behind there. If there's exactly. anger behind it, it's an ugly word. Exactly. It's why uh, black people can call each other niggers. Hey. That's what it is. You know, you know, when you hear Tupac say it, they're sitting around shooting the shit with Dr. Dre. And they're being funny with each other. Yeah, it's fine. It's not offensive. If some old man is yelling at a young kid because he's, you know, walking on his lawn, then it becomes offensive and dehumanizing. I met, obviously. I met a beautiful black Intent. girl the other day. Like, really? You thinking about trying it? What's up? It's on my list, but I... I uh, Are you it was, ready? It was my friend's sister, but she was just so beautiful. You want to get in shape for that first? No. I, no. I, you always start <laughs> off with your worst... Start off with your worst uh, yeah. presentation, and yeah. if they accept you at that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't ever try to impress a girl? Never. That's bullshit. When you got dumped the first time, dude, you lost like 70 pounds. That's when you really realized no, you had to get back in the game. That was because I was out of... It was a seven-year relationship. Tell you what happened. That's, that was a that was, seven That was pre-internet you know fame, son. That's what it was. Well, it was you didn't have the internet years. fame. You, you weren't the, the producer of a very famous podcast. Brian, how many penthouse pets have you dated? Seven. Yeah. Seven. That's normal, dude. The guy that looks like you usually get a lot of penthouse pets. How, no, dude, seriously, how many? Uh, two. I've only dated two girls in the industry ever. The industry. <laughs> well, you know, since I've, been, uh, since I've been in Hollywood, I've been in the industry. You know, I've been a part of the industry. Really, uh, I do a lot of industry things. I have an industry newsletter that I subscribe to. Jay, what's so happening what's with that condom on? thing, man? Is it fucking up the, the industry? industry. Well, there seems to be a lot of talk that they're going to move uh, to what Arizona or something like that, or Vegas. That or, yeah, it's going to move to Vegas. Vegas. That's what going to do. Which is a crazy. lot of well, not really, because I think a lot of girls live in Vegas anyway. Because a lot of them they make money dancing as well as right. doing right. movies. You know, they right. can if they like announce like isn't that like the thing they they announce they they do feature dancing and people like dudes are fucking fans of some porn stars. I mean, you may say it's. May say it's kind of weird and yeah. strange, but why is it? I mean, look, if you're a fan of uh, an actress, you know, yeah, and you come thing. to see her at a book signing, you know, you're you're a fan of the way a chick sucks dicks, and she's nice enough to let you watch her suck a lot of dicks. Beautiful women, and are then you women. pretend that it's your dick, and I'll blah, and you blast all over yourself. Dude, you know what's it's so funny? Beautiful that? women is beautiful yeah. women. Like look, Pamela Anderson right there, I, it, I think she is gorgeous. You know, like, I think that is. Yeah. A, I think she is beautiful in that. Poster. Yeah, that's like art. There's a, there's a certain art in in what she she looks like. You know, in her body, it's so it's so sexually arousing. You know, you look at her perfectly manicured toes and her toe ring, and oh, you just want to lick her that, ass. Look at that button that's right there. That's oh, right where you're obsessed today. with that button, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. A it's, great just, it's, pr it's placed perfectly. Yeah, I want to know just if it's dumb it's luck. Just it's just look, see those they they line up on the other side of her shirt. I think it's yeah. just the way it is. It's just a hot picture. The bitch is hot. By the way, I didn't create this right here. You know what's unfortunate though, man? What's unfortunate is that women like that, man, especially if they're not like heavy duty into working out. Is that they get older and they lose their body, they become creepy looking. Dude, we should try to get their her ass, on the podcast. Their ass disappears. That's what it gets really weird when you see like older women. Their asses like sink and turn under. 
You know, and old men too, like they get that Larry King body. Yeah. yeah. You know, where the there's no Sag. muscle tone going on and when a woman becomes when a woman goes from being Pamela Anderson and she's still attractive, she hasn't hit this yet, but it's coming. You know, unless she figures out some way to do a lot of fucking squats and keep her body like when you become a woman who has enormous artificial boobs and your body's kind of falling apart and you have these big bags sitting in front pushing out your shirt and you know this cleavage that you're but it's been sun drenched for so long it's got this weird sort of leathery texture and you're trying to tone that down with heavy doses of moisturizer so your tits are always greasy and leathery at the same time and your ass is evaporating so you try to stick it out a little so you're wearing high heel shoes where it's really not appropriate and you, they're really high, and you know you're you're awkward. You can barely walk, and you really your 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 ass is gone. You become a monster. You become a strange. Tomorrow person. in the news, there's going to be like this wave of suicides from people listening to this. Well, it's a, it's a that's a weird thing, man. It's a weird look, you know. Well, yeah, it it's sucks. weird. It sucks getting attached to your physical to your physical body and using that as your main tool. Sure, it's I think it's a dangerous proposition, man. I think um, you that's really easy to say though. When you're a girl and you look like Pam. Anderson dude first of all when she was young she was so hot that's all anybody probably oh, no, could man. comment on all the she, time she no from choice. the time when she was young all yeah. the people that she met I guarantee you everyone was just holy shit you're so pretty yeah but that's sad. that happens but uh, listen when a, when a girl gets addicted and gets caught up in that it's almost like there's nothing that can match the kind of power and energy she gets just from her own looks yeah so she's almost it's almost like it's just it was too alluring to just run with that too many people were encouraging her you know and essentially she got away with without doing any porn except for that one accidental time mm, yeah man. that was a good one too though yeah and she did like some playboys and stuff you know, where you got to see her naked, and that was satisfying enough. But, yeah. I mean, she made a, a living. She was so hot, she made a living off being hot. Yeah. I mean, that's what she did. You it's know? just sad. What's sad is when people... It's just, I mean, it's not her fault that she was super fucking hot. It's incredible. But the sad thing is if she was attached to that mm. perception of herself... It's a, it's an, well, we're it's just a assuming. We're just assuming now that she's yeah. going cool. Maybe she's super cool. Maybe I bet she you is. sat her down and you know you had a conversation whether you would really enjoy it. I don't yeah. know her. I bet but she's I, cool. All I'm, she's all I'm saying cool. is positive. All I'm saying is that she was so ridiculously hot when she was young that I think almost anybody would have been corrupted by that kind of beauty. I mean, not that she even was, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could not be a professional hot chick if you were that pretty. You have to well, be look at her, dude. Look at her. That's from whenever that is. That's like her prime. She's like one of the hottest chicks that's ever walked the face of the earth. I think that's pull, an actual. I think and, that's actual recent. Pull back poster. and you see her whole body. Do you see her whole body there, Brian? Yeah. You see that? Get that whole thing there, man. It's a recent poster. Yeah, well, then she's still keeping it together. Yeah. Good for her. That chick is hot she's as fuck. Great. That's uncomfortably great. hot, right? Well, I think when you're that pretty, I think, you know, you have, we all have to be reasonable. That girl got some crazy lottery ticket, and she decided to cash it in. She, she ran, you know, she ran the dice, and she came up double seven in the looks department. Yes. I don't fault chicks for doing that. I don't I either, man. That's, I wasn't saying that at all, But man. some people do, right? Some people, like, immediately, they'll discount somebody if they are a, uh, a professional hot chick or if they're a, a girl who's attractive, like, immediately. Because they know it's so easy to be that person. Life is so easy. What are the odds that you've been thinking? What are the, what are the odds that you've been contemplating your existence? Why would you? Life is so easy. Everyone is just tripping over themselves to try to give you things.
That's but, why the girls. But I've do met it. plenty of them that do. And that yeah. those girls are that's yeah, insane when you run sure. into those girls. That's such yes. power to have. It's both. amazing when yeah. you run into someone who's in t- who's beautiful and intelligent Ugh, with a great personality, so intense, a great sense of humor. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's like wow, who look at you here? Because to get to that point, you yeah. have to have some humility that mm-hmm. didn't come from looking in the mirror. The reaction that you're getting from the people around you. It could be that, but with some of them, it's just simply that they, you know, they they got into yoga or they got into some sort right. of a, a meditation yeah. discipline. And they sort of just formed, I mean, it could have been the way they were raised. They just sort of formed a, a, a human personality instead of a hot chick personality. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> it must be hard, though, man. Being a hot chick must be, like, the, the easiest way to get by in life. Just skate through a bunch of dudes stumbling over themselves. I bet it's yeah. a sad <laughs> life also, though. I bet there's a lot of sadness to that life. Um, for some, sure, yeah. Well, there's also, when, when, when someone feels like they're getting scammed over, like you don't really like them. You know, if, if, if someone's in a situation where a, a girl is using her looks to get by in life, yeah. the guy who is taking advantage of that, the guys who get with those girls, they know, they know that this isn't a real, this isn't a real love. This is a real love under certain conditions. And that certain conditions are you're here to provide like finances or pay for things or something. There's some that those guys are going to resent that. So that manipulative relationship is never the, a real relationship where you really both truly love each other. And you can't wait to see that person. It's always this weird, creepy deal where you know you're getting fucked and you want to check her cell phone because you don't like the way her fucking trainer looks at you when you, you say hi to her at Ugh. the gym. You think she might be fucking her what trainer. A and, oh, it's craziness, man. Just imagine if you were like some old dude, you're like 80 years old, and you get yourself a 30 year old chippy and she likes to work out. You know, and you, you're uh, playing golf and, and she, you walk in and she's like getting stretched out by this fucking buff 25-year-old trainer. She's got her leg on his shoulder. There's a lot of dudes who do creepy shit like that. All right, time to stretch you out. So we're going to do here. I'm going to pick your leg up. You're going to put it on my shoulder. Okay. Hey, fuckhead, you don't have to do that, stupid. All right, right. You, you can stretch all those major muscle groups on the ground, you dumb fuck. But there's a lot of dudes who like do creepy shit with girls. All right, I want to lean both your arms back and they get a nice firm sexual grip on their forearms. So just to let a woman feel the grip strength, you know what I'm talking about? And they just pull you back, pull you back at some weird, uncomfortable, sort of semi-sexual position, yeah. some sort of overinflated doggy-style position, you know? And then you let them go, and then you're stretching out their arms, and you, you know, you're showing your own discipline, you stretch out with them, and then this poor fucking guy's 80 years old. What is he going to do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. He just has to be happy, I guess. Yeah, he should be happy. He should let everybody fuck her and hope hope nobody poisons him. <laughs> yeah, that's an inevitability. But that's the problem. Is yeah, they're all gonna they're all gonna poison you, man. How many eighty year old guys are, do you think are dating thirty or twenty year olds right now? I that's a really good question. Uh, let's think. Let's. I wonder if we could find that statistic online. No way. That's something you would. Who knows, man? Yeah. Up in the Hamptons and like, who, who the fuck knows, man? Just like monsters. But I really love him. I just think he's wonderful. They, yeah. Because it's never. Because when people enter those relationships, they don't enter them they in, in a. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't even care about his looks. His body is he just. He is an amazing person. His energy is so loving, and you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to leave his side. It's so he's amazing. See, I hope to grow eighty one day. The girl's got diamonds on shit, and she's just yeah. lying around. 
murdered animal skins and driving around in a Bentley. Yeah. It feels like it's not even connected to the road. It feels like for... you're floating on a carpet through the air. You know, she knows he's probably only got yeah. two more years of life and then she gets millions of dollars because he was in love with her. I wonder how many of those there are out there, man. There's a lot. There's a lot. And, you know, you could say, well, if you wanted to be cynical and pragmatic that, you know, he's providing something. She's getting something out of this. It's a good relationship. He wants comfort yeah. and sex and she's willing to sort of give that as long as he provides a ridiculous income to her. And that's the reason why they have this unbalanced relationship in the first place. He has to be unbalanced financially. Yeah. To overcompensate for the physical unbalance, he has to be ridiculously unbalanced. He has to be buying her minks and fucking diamonds. And, and then you get to stick your dick in my mouth. I like diamonds. That's <laughs> that's the that's the deal she has with them. So they could say, oh, he was using her, or she was using him for his money. Of course, that's the deal. Yes, using him for his money, yes. and he's using her for her great hot body. You're not supposed to get this when you're 80. It's essentially what you're doing is taking on an insane prostitution contract that you almost like like almost nobody could keep up with. That's the only way you can keep a hot chick if you're 80. I mean, it's just incredible to think of that. 80-year-olds can get that horny, man. That's well, if they take Viagra. And I think also if um, it's a, a lot of them, it's a psychological thing. You know, there's a, a lot of 80-year-old guys that can't believe that they can get a 20-year-old hooker. They probably can't even believe it. And when they're alone with it, if they can get it up still, oh, my God, how good must it feel to bang some really hot 20-year-old Russian hooker? It's kind of fucked up because she's only 20. Let's make her 23. Let's make her 23. A really hot 23-year-old Russian hooker yeah, but you're, who's you're, really good at it. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. really good at it. I would just have to, like, you just, it's the fact that underneath this beautiful young thing is a withered crisp that's about to go uh, feed the worms. It's like, it would be tough for me to beat that out of my mind as I stared up at her, at her, at her hot body. I would still be like, man, you're fucking, you're wrinkling and you're you can barely breathe and your mm. knees or are cracking. Or you'd be like, oh, this pussy's so good. God damn, this feels so good. Uh, uh, uh. You can come in her mouth, you can come in her ass, whatever you want. She doesn't care. Where do you want to come? Where do you want to come? She's, a, he's, healthy old man <laughs> <laughs> Look, more power to, to him that by guy, the way he should give up his whole empire he's not gonna live very long anyway just give it all up yeah i think it's i mean i think that situation there certainly is something for dude that's priceless it. yeah it's worth a lot of goddamn money yeah a girl a really hot chick to just fuck you whenever you want and you're an 80 year old man you better be paying that bitch that's a ridiculous thing to ask. You think it's tough to ask someone to be a garbage man? How about ask you to fuck an old guy whenever he wants? Do you think there's any like eighty year old <laughs> do you think there's any eighty year old guys living in studio apartments that have thirty year old girlfriends? No. No, there's none of that. Doesn't exist. I mean maybe. There might be a few broken chicks out there that got roped into some bad poetry or something like that. It's possible. Most guys, though, no. <laughs> Roped into bad poetry. Yeah, you know, some guy pretends to be deep and lost girl, and, you know, he's a, a information he has that, you know, he takes time with her and something no one ever did, and, and he has needs, and she takes care of it for him. That's possible. Most of the time, not likely. Most of the time, it's some motherfucker that's living in some shit that nobody should be living in. Some right. crazy fucking 
castle. There's some I, I every now and then as a goof, I like to go on uh websites and look at like stupid expensive houses that are for sale. Like what is like the most expensive house you can buy? There's like twenty million dollar houses. And you can go and look at the pictures of them, they show them online. Yes. Like you see the grounds and everything, You're like yeah. holy shit. Like what is this crazy way that one person gets to live? This is nuts. I know. I looked at this one house, it was a compound. It was absolutely insane. It was 600 plus acres and this incredible fucking house. And I mean, it was one of the most extravagant things that a person could ever purchase and own in their life. They essentially own a kingdom. Yeah. It was really like a 650 acre kingdom. And, uh, you know, who knows, man? That little Chippy, she's like 26. She just came here from Czechoslovakia. She loves your horses. And, uh, you know, uh, we started hanging out, man. And uh, she likes to smoke weed. I still smoke a little weed every now and then. Next thing you know, she's sucking my dick. And I don't know what to do. I'm, 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 I'm 86 years old. I mean, uh, what kind of a relationship are we going to have? I mean, what do you think? Should I pursue this? I have a walker. A walker? I have a lot of 86-year-olds have yeah, walkers. Yeah, a lot I, of them. If I want to get down the steps, I've got to ride an What elevator. would you tell an old man who, if uh, there was a hot I would say you, you might want some people to fucking keep an eye on her. <laughs> you know? But then you got to make sure that you have only gay security guards because uh, that dirty bitch will suck their dicks. You and, mean like you know, if she's hero. really hot... Well, no, I'm like, if you were a guy and you were like the super rich dude who lived in this giant crazy house and you're 80 years old and this is 23-year-old really hot Eastern Bloc chick yes. that may or might not be an assassin as well as a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you've you got to have some gay security guards that are keeping an eye on her. You right. can't have like young stud guys because she'll just suck their dicks. You know, th that dirty bitch. They, most guys will not be able to stop themselves. You know, a really high, like he's really fat from Iowa. Never met a girl like that before. Right. And all of a sudden, she's like, listen, relax, baby. Relax. And she's rubbing your balls like, holy shit, I can't believe this is going to happen. Look, I get fired for this. Relax, baby. Relax. And they work something out. And, you know, she's, you know, I can't fuck this old man all the time. You know, sometimes I want to go out and have my fun, and we have a, a deal. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're a plot in his death. That's what it is. That's how it goes, Duncan. Yeah. And that's what he's got to be careful for. He should only have gay security guards. He should have big, badass gay dudes that watch over you. <laughs> that's, like, that's the weirdest end of your life. And find the girl. Yeah, you got a big, You're badass gay dude. You're surrounded by a bunch of gay bodyguards and a... A thirty-year-old Russian prostitute. Yeah, you got to go, go. Those guys. That's to, where it ended to for To take you. her everywhere, they never let any guys come near her because she's mine, and you don't let that bitch fucking uh, poison me. <laughs> uh, it's just absurd. It's just absurd, man. Yeah, it's, it's so, a lot of guys' lives, right? Yeah, it's absurdity. It's so funny the way that you can end up when you're blinking out of the universe. Like you can actually blink out of the universe in a silk robe next to a, a 30 year old Russian stripper. I know a man who was a um, uh, he was a successful man, but he was very, very weak. He was like very physically weak yes. and he was much older than her. Um, he was about 30 years older than her. You know, he was maybe. Yeah, she was like in her probably in her 40s and he was in his 70s and there was the anger from her at him and the way she would yell at him and treat him this this complete total lack of respect 
because you know basically they, the, the, they had been married for a long time the only yeah. reason why they got married in the first place is because he was rich and she was hot and she learned along the way this motherfucker's not going to do nothing and the way to get him off you is to st just yell at him and humiliate him in front of other people will you fucking stop just stop and she was this Russian lady and Judy, she yelled at him in front of me and my friends and it was this really fucking super uncomfortable moment man just snapped at him in front of everybody and we're like oh. we had a peek at this guy's life what what was what did he what did he done that was so bad do you remember i don't know nothing nothing at the time he was a really nice guy he was a doctor and uh he made made him a lot of money man he was rich he had a, a crazy house and crazy cars and shit and and she was like a really hot soviet block looking chick i don't remember what what yeah. part of uh what part of the soviet union or russia or whatever she was from but it was something like that i don't remember Ukraine? She might have been, no, I don't remember. I don't That's remember. That's just so fucking tragic, dude. Yeah. It's so tragic and lonely. It's tragic when someone's with someone and that person doesn't want to be with you, man. Or they, they give away, you know, love and like these little, like, rations. You know, they give away sex and affection and little rations, you know? Well, no, it's like that thing, the experiment they did with a monkey. You know about, it's like one of the worst experiments of all time where they took a fucking yes. wire monkey and a little, there's those pictures of the monkey yeah. clinging to the wire monkey and pretending it's a real monkey. Yeah, well, it had fur on it. They put carpet yeah. on it and they, they had this poor monkey that thought it was a, a mama. There was nothing else in there for it to... But some people in, are in relationships where they're that little fucking monkey yeah. and they're clinging on yeah. to nothing. There's nothing there and they're just pretending that there's love, there's something there for them and they know in their heart there's nothing there. Yeah. And they just keep fucking doing it because they're uh, terrified to let go of that fucking thing and go out into the world. It's super hard to find someone that's really cool to hang out with that doesn't just become a shithead eventually. Someone, just, someone who doesn't fall apart after you get to know them for a while. Because that happens with a lot of people, man. A lot of people do really good in the beginning of a relationship because they could pretend to be someone really cool. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and then as time goes on, you realize, like, it's, oh, he's you get tired lazy. of acting, man. She's a bitch, man. Yeah. Why are you negative to me? Yeah. Oh, you're always negative. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. It's really weird, that thing when you stop acting and you end up meeting the real person. That's yeah. a, that's a, and that can either be... Hopefully that moment should be wonderful. Like when the fucking yeah. guard comes down and you really see yeah. the person there, it should be some beautiful thing. Yeah, sure. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes, yeah. or sometimes one mask comes off and there's just another one there. But it's, it's like all of us are wandering around right now in that state, though, putting on a show, pretending to be this or pretending to be or that. Or hoping to try to fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, there's some of that going on, too. There's, yeah. You know, you... you I've said often on this on this show that my best advice to someone is pretend to be the guy or be the guy rather that you pretend to be when you're trying to get laid. Just be that guy. Be that guy. Be that uh, that guy when you're trying to impress a chick with how cool you are. Right. Be that guy for real. So be, be a fake person. Just, no. <laughs> become the high, hold yourself to a higher standard. Well, no man. Hold yourself yeah. to a standard that's admirable. A mm -hmm. lot of people just act on instinct and they don't ever look at their life from like a point of view like what, what would I be impressed with if someone handled this? If this was yeah, a yeah. movie, usually, isn't that what, what would be the most moral and the coolest and nicest thing to do here? The most admirable thing to do. And when, when you become capable of doing that, you become capable of, of looking at your whole life through the, uh, like, almost an objective perspective. Do you, have you ever heard of uh, something called transactional analysis or game theory? Have you ever heard of this? I've heard of game theory. Yes. I didn't know it was transactional analysis. The idea is it's like, so yeah, it's an analysis of the transactions that happen between people. So what they, the reason Isn't they... Isn't that something to do with the guy from uh, The uh, Brilliant Mind? 
I don't know. Isn't it? That I, the guy, I don't, his, I don't know. his Nobel Prize, I think, was on. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm reading a, a book called The Games People Play, and it's like an analysis of like the basic games that we play. For example, like Shaking Hands is a game where the rules of the game are you're kind of like transmitting a what I think what they call a token. So like if I come up to you and I extend my hand for you to shake my hand and you don't shake my hand, then that creates a weird moment because you haven't made it a complete transaction. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So it's like it's an analysis of everything at that level and it just sort of comes back that we're all engaged in these weird games. Everyone, you know, whether you're acting like you're the greatest person on a date or whether you're acting like you're some kind of weak person who uh, is always broke and is always in bad relationships or whether you're acting like you're a priest or whether you're acting like you're whatever the fucking thing is, you're just playing a game. You're just playing the game of being this person. You know, that's so we're all in the kind of um, endless, absurd situation of having to pretend to be something, you know, whatever it is, like fucking waiters, like when it's, or like anyone you're buying anything from, they're having right. to act in this weird way called professional, Right. but they're right. just acting like, who's this character? It's a character. You're playing a weird character of someone who's like, thank you. Yes. May I get you another drink? Well, it's like a, they're like a TV host or a strip club DJ. Yeah. Or, or, or just almost anyone. It's just, the, yeah. it's just the things that people think are themselves. This is who I am. I Politician. love the Rolling Stones and I really enjoy fishing. It's like, is that really you? That's who you are? That's your identity? Because if you like get far enough back, you'll realize that that's not you. That's just a game that you're playing. And you can keep going back and back and back until you merge into everything. But we, nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to stay as the fucking thing. No one wants to, everyone wants to. Well, there's certainly comfort in predetermined patterns, you know? The people love to say, listen, man, I'm a Republican and this is why I vote. I'm a Christian, so I'm voting for George W. He's my guy. You know, people love to be part of teams. You know, well, they, they yeah, love to do that. it's fun to play. But it's very difficult to back up the way you're saying. I mean, it's like to do it without help, to do it without either psychedelic help or to do it without, uh, you know, some sort of intense meditation and yoga yeah. and training. And you know, that's like a, it's, it's a really difficult it's task. It's a difficult task, but it's, the, it's, it's like if you begin to engage and focus. Do you think people are going to get better at that? Hell yes, for sure. Definitely. People are going to get better because the information's getting out there. There's so many information systems out there that back in the thousands of years ago, you, they, you couldn't have books. There weren't even books, man. It was very difficult to get a book. Books were incredibly valuable. Now this shit is scattered throughout the entire fucking planet. You have instantaneous access to this stuff. It's fucking, yeah, I think people are going to learn. Powerful Brennan Walsh just walked in, which uh, ends... Ends this podcast. We're going to start a new one uh, right after this. <laughs> We're going to start the uh, the Death Squad Ice House Chronicles because the comics are starting to pile in for the show. It is already uh, 9.30. Um, yeah, it was John Nash, the guy from that movie, A Brilliant Mind. He did win a, some sort of a Nobel Prize on uh, game theory. So, I don't know. Something along those lines. He went crazy. He was the guy that went nutty. I didn't know he went crazy. Yeah, that's the movie about. It was the... Um, who was the guy? Who's the guy who played... Uh, a beautiful mind. Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Brilliant performance. And he played that guy, and he went nutty. He, like, imagined a bunch of shit. And, well, the shit's awesome, man. You should check it out. You'd love it. It's but really he brought cool. himself back. It's a really... He's a fascinating story. He actually brought himself back to reality. He started ignoring the voice. He still hears voices in his head, but he just ignores them now. He concentrates. He can, he can differentiate wow. between what's real and what's not. And so he stays sane, even in the midst of uh, twirling insanity. He, he managed to figure out how to 
like how to maintain it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's what everything's really based on is figuring out how to maintain that. He's shit. a really fascinating case. Really interesting guy. A brilliant, brilliant guy who's uh, who who went mad and brought himself back. Really nuts. Um, that's it. This is our 200th podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all you freaks, all you people out there at the gym. All you people out there driving cross country and sitting on trains and doing whatever the fuck you're doing. Porch swings. We're, we're, we're so happy that you tune into the show. We love doing it. We're happy you guys love it. And uh, I, I, I feel like you guys are some of the coolest, most positive people that I've ever come across on the Internet. I think it's, a, it's, an, amazing, it's, it's an amazing moment when we've collected so many really cool and friendly and fun people that follow us. If you think about the amount of negative tweets that you get, the amount of negative shit that you get, it's so small in relationship to how many cool people there are out there. How many cool stories you get tweeted, funny things, you know, uh, answers to questions. I, I think we're super, super lucky, man. You know, I think we're putting out a cool vibe and I think we're putting out an, an, uh, an honest way of looking at the world and people are responding and we're responding back and it's the most fun I've ever had doing comedy it's the most fun I've ever had doing anything you know that you would call like like in show business this thing is the most fun for sure for sure and it's the most honest it's the most I mean it's just it is what it is man yeah there's no preparation you know and it's it's is as open and as honest as we are capable of and I think um I think that helps us. I know it helps me. I know these conversations have been huge for, for you know, breaking things down for me and just kind of reassembling the way I, I look at the world, you know, and having all these different guests on and having all these different people and all these really different intelligent people and really intense opinions. And it's super, super beneficial, man. And I'm just so happy that we're, we're able to do this. I, it's the fucking coolest thing I've ever done. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I jo it's almost right up there with stand-up to me. Stand-up will always be like the sacred top of the, yeah. the fun food pretty chain. Pretty close to that, though. It's, but it's pretty close to it. It's really cool. And uh, the reason why it's cool is how many cool people uh, it impacts and how many uh, cool people who it impacts share their love with us and, and send that love back at us. And we appreciate the fuck out of it. We talk about it all the time, and we just want you to know. We're that obsessed. We, we love all you dirty bitches. Okay? Hare Krishna. Thank you to the Fleshlight for keeping it real, staying with us since the beginning where it was ridiculous that anybody would give us money for this stupid fucking show. <laughs> if you started today, this is the first episode that you ever downloaded, don't download episode one because it's fucking terrible. I can't. I'm going to listen to that. Don't down two. I think oh, in two fuck. I run out of the room three or four times and take a shit. I think I had diarrhea. Um, but uh, the, it didn't get good for a while, so uh, it... it it, you know, we never publicize this thing. It sort of just built up on itself naturally, and uh, we love it. We couldn't be happier. It's, I've always wanted to have a radio show, and I never could get anybody to fucking even think about giving me one, you know, and I didn't really want to get up every morning either. So this is perfect. 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 No middleman. Right to the people. Atlanta. Uh, tickets are uh, sold out, I believe, for the first show at the Tabernacle on April 20th. Um, but there's still some tickets available for the second show, and that is where I'm going to be filming my next special. Um, I'm fucking super pumped about this. This is, for real, the best shit I've ever done. Um, I've been doing a lot of stand-up lately. I'm in the groove. Like, we had a great time this weekend at the Comedy and Magic Club. 
That place is so beautiful. And then this weekend, we're in Louisville at the Improv all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And there's supposed to be some crazy basketball, basketball thing going thing on. Happening. Like, it might be a huge problem. Like, yeah. no one's going to want to come to the show. It's going to be crazy. It's <laughs> going to be – I've been warned 19 times on yeah. Twitter about this event. They said I should put a TV on stage while the game is on and allow people to watch it while we talk. I'm totally cool with that. Really? Yeah, I, I think that. it would be fun. That would be a fucking blast. I Let's think it would be that. fun. I think it'd be fun. You know why it would be fun? Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. I want to mock no, this nonsense let's, game. Can we please do that? Yes. I really want to do yeah, that. Yeah, we could totally do that. We'll totally do that. Yeah, because I think that'll help people come to the show, too. If the, so if the improv can figure that out, we'll do that. Can Hopefully I show my can. poster, Joe? Yeah, yeah. We'll um, tell people about it, too, because most Brian, of this is we, people listening. Oh, yeah. So uh, I got this... Uh, I've had this poster made, which is I'm only making 666 of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're these giant posters, these incredible, awesome posters that Ju Justin McAllister, this amazing artist, made of me getting possessed by my satanic puppet. As you can see, <laughs> this so is awesome. it. Once we get 666 of these through all the homes in America, they will make a chaos vortex and the singularity will happen. So please purchase one of these uh, posters if... if Dude, I, I need one signed. Done. I need, I need to sign one. Done. I'm That's tempted to up. give you 666 out of 666. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. That's a good lucky number for me. Um, that's it to the, to the end of... <laughs> listen, you guys have been uh, cool as fuck. We, you've been with us, some of you, from the very beginning, and uh, that's, that's ridiculous. I can't believe you stuck out this long. Crazy. And uh, we, we can't believe how many people enjoy the show. We love doing it, and there's nothing more I can say. Um, I, I know Brian feels the same way. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, it's, it's sweet. Well, what is it like to you? I mean, well, this is our 200th episode, dude. Just tell these people <laughs> how it feels. It's uh, a lot of talking about stuff that happens in your life. And now you know us more than better. My friend Shane uh, Green, he had a, uh, he's having a baby today. He knows, he's like my best friend. You guys at home know me way more than he knows me. And because he's of all friend. the talking on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know more about all of us. That, and it's yep. freaky as fuck. Freaky. Yeah. But what's also cool is, you know, it feels like you're, I mean, you know me better than my best friend. How fucking crazy is that? Dude, I had crazy. somebody come up to me on the street, and after a few minutes talking, they asked me about my friend in college, Emil, and they knew his name. They're like, how's Whoa. Emil, man? It's like, dude, I, I don't, that's something that someone would find out about me months into a friendship you know it's fucking <laughs> crazy and barely remember yeah totally yeah, yeah it's uh the podcast is a strange thing it's the best thing that ever happened for us for stand-up now you know people go when you go on stage they know what you're gonna do they know you're a fucking weirdo yes. <laughs> they look forward to it they know they it. get excited about it thank god you know and uh look that's it uh that's all i could say we uh we appreciate that you guys appreciate it and by no means do we take it for granted it, it, it's very, very important to us, and that's exactly why the podcast is going to remain free. It's always going to be free. I'm never going to do this thing for money. I'll figure out a way to make money. We'll, we'll move it around, but I love the idea of, of putting something out there that is absolutely 100% free. And, uh, you know, that's what we've managed to do. I know a lot of people think that our ads are too long, but whatever, bitch, it's all free. It's not you like, can fast yeah, it, you man. can fast forward through it. And by the way, it's like, you know, I mean, what is that? The flashlight? You're doing something with it? Um, by the way, it's not like you have to listen to that part. Don't be silly. It's, everything else is free. Don't be a knucklehead. Yeah. 
Don't buy a Fleshlight if you don't need one, but if you want one, they're awesome. Go to Fleshlight.com, enter in the code name Rogan. Save yourself 15% off the number one sex toy for men. It's number one, bitches. There's a bunch of different textures and shit if you want to get crazy. If you're a connoisseur. If you, what is it? They call you a foodie if you're a food connoisseur. What do they call you if you're a sex toy person? Uh, are you a sexy? Dude, would you call you a sexy? Well, I'm a sexy. You know, I, I, I try toys. I think... To, Things a in my sex ass. Toy like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big on dildos. Why isn't there a show like Once guy, I got past the feeling of something in my ass. They need that show. Like the guy who goes around and eats food. There should yeah. be a guy who goes around Just the fucks country everything. fucking sex toys. Hey, that's totally possible. You could do a, like a series of that on for uh, like an internet porn sure. site. Brian, talk to one of your people in the industry. You know people. That shit would work. That would be a good. Uh, you could have a comic do it. Have Work a comic, on, you know, on, some yeah. well Tripoli type character. Tripoli would be Tripoli'd perfect, perfect for that. Tripoli would be perfect. We should do it. We should like start producing our own team. shows. We should start producing our own shows. That's what the next move is. We've got to hire a, a goddamn camera guy and uh, start doing Anytime we have an idea for a, a sketch, we just... That right just there. Just do it. That, that needs to be done. A yeah. guy who just travels around the country and fucks everything. Yeah. Goes in or outside one of these and sticks things in his ass and tells you what it felt like. Well, you know, I don't like something in my ass, but it makes you come way harder. So he's got a fucking vibrator be in there. Show, man. It'll be a great show. Yeah, we just wouldn't be able to show it all. We'd have to hide hide shit from people. Go to a flashlight. Go buy yourself some some goodies. Okay, that's the end of that commercial. Go to onit.com if you want to. You don't have to. O n n i t. That is where you can buy all the crazy new tropics and supplements that we talked about. And coming soon, we're gonna have some ridiculous exercise equipment that I'll show you guys. It's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna freak you out. Um, that's it. That's the end of our two hundredth podcast. We thank you very much. We appreciate you very much. And we'll be back next week, you dirty bitches. God is love. One for all and all for one. <laughs>